Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 77, the 2016 Summer Preview Show. I am your host, Portsmouth 515 and on this episode, just like last year, we will preview and discuss the 2016 Summer Movie Season, the films to look out for, and the films to possibly avoid. But before all that, allow me to introduce my co-host first, my normal Force Perspective co-host, Jeff Goldblum's ethnic stunt double, ladies and gentlemen, Adolfo. Uh, well, I appreciate that compliment, but uh, I, guys, I'm really embarrassed. I, uh, I thought we were here to talk about the Huntsman Winter's War. We're not doing that today? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you got your so, info. So, but, uh... so, so, so I, I, I went to like the midnight screening for nothing? Cause... <laughs> well, only you can decide whether you went for nothing or not. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't watch that. <laughs> but, uh, but with that, no, last but certainly not least, our special guest co-host, more wacky than Nicolas Cage in a Mario Van Peebles film, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Draven. I would be Tim Iron Man all the way, because if you look at Captain America's team, they're all jobbers. <laughs> look, look, so, co- compare the teams, bro. Compare the teams. Iron, right, Man, got no. all, Iron Man got all the cool fucking uh, superheroes, and, and Captain America got stuck with the B team. All right. <laughs> let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. What I want to talk about first, because Captain America Civil War does kick off the summer this year, but... This actually today, the week before uh, Captain America comes out, um, there is another movie that comes out that I know Adolfo is really looking forward to. That's called Mother's Day. So I just want to get his thoughts on that film um, before what, we what? jump into the summer. What, and, I, what? I, and, and we know it's not the trauma film Mother's Day, which would have popped me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like you want to poke the bear. Like, it's like you, you want to, to just get me angry about things. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun when you're angry. <sighs> this piece of shit. Like, have you, have you seen this trailer for this thing? I have. It's I have a, not, because after Valentine's Day and New Year's Day and all that other days, no, I don't want to do well, Watch the trailer, and you think, like, it's 1996 or something. Like, I can't believe that this movie got made in 2016, and I just I want to I just want to punch things every time I see that trailer. This, it, that's, uh, whatever. Just, it, it has that, that, that movie TV of the week feel to it or the whatever the tv movie of the week feel to it or what it, 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 it's like, of the week 
No, it feels like it feels like Love Actually and uh, Valent- Valentine's Day and whatever the fuck the other one was, but like <laughs> less production value and you know shot in 1996. Like that's what it seems like. Is this uh, is, is Penny Marshall behind this one as well? Gary Marshall is behind this. Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, these fucking movies suck, bro. You know, you know what these movies remind me of? Because they come up as so fake and so cardboard. Like when you, when you're when you're like at a corporate office or whatever, and you and you're talking to certain people that want to climb the ladder or, or or bosses or whatever, and they're trying to speak to you in a genuine way, but you know they're full of shit. That's exactly what these movies come up to be like. It's just, it's just actors going through the motions, saying dialogue nobody ever says in the real world, and and just you know trying to make a story out of it. And I just I don't know who goes to these movies, but they keep on getting made. Obviously, it's more you know female centered as far as his audience. So I assume but, okay. they're using that as more as a buffer, like it's his placement in the schedule. I, 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 feel, I, feel it's, I feel it's more for like those like seventy-five uh, year old females who like got nothing to do on a Friday. I don't even think it's for like younger females. No, what this is gonna be? This is gonna be the movie that females take their mothers to for Mother's Day, apparently. Oh, the idea. God, bro. The 28, 30-year-old daughter taking the 70-year-old mom to uh, to this movie. I, I think, I think, I think, I think if that's the idea, if that's the idea that shows a great disrespect to women in this country's uh, intelligence. Uh, seriously, if you haven't seen it, go go watch the trailer and tell me you don't think that that's like... It, it, like the, if for like the, the people in the, that you see on the screen and like the established stars that are clearly older, like if it wasn't for that, like you'd swear the movie was made like 20 years ago. <laughs> and you know, and you know. Okay, so one time I was stuck in an airplane, and I had I had to see yeah, no uh, Valentine's Day. I had to see it, all right, because it was either that or stare at a the person in front of me. So these movies are like, first of all, they're very condescending in their tone because it's like, you know, the way that you write these characters, they're like, they're, they have all the answers, right? And then the way these movies are structured. Nothing is ever on the line. There's no risk of anything because at the end, you know, you're going to get that little bow tie and everything's going to be good. And, and you know, there, nothing matters. And, and, and it's very evident from the first act of these films that that's, that's where it's going to go. And, and so it's almost like those parody films that I hate just as much as these fucking yeah. films, by the way. You know, the the... Not not the Wayne's brothers, because for some reason they know how to make them. But no, it's, the, it's the, the Aaron Seltzer and the other guy. Yeah, those guys. Oh my God, those films are they're just as bad as these because you watch a film for for the purpose of getting a story. At least I do. I don't know why. You know, at least I do. And when nothing's on the line, who? Why, why the fuck are you even wasting your time? You know, and that and, and these films like Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and New Year's Day, and that's how they are. They they they, they literally go through the motions. Nothing's at stake, and at the end, everybody just goes home happily ever after. Uh, they're stupid fucking films, and I don't even know why the fuck they keep on getting made. I, my theory is that they, they make they, them from the old ladies that don't have nothing to do, and that's why they keep on making these. They keep making them because Love actually made like a like. A, billion dollars and then so they think they can just keep re- replicating the same formula over and over again and they're probably relatively cheap to make you know because they, they even though they have a bunch of stars in them like the stars because the stars take up so little screen time they're probably only on set for like two or three days so they don't have to pay them that much so that's like right. so it, it, that's why they're they're cheap to make and they and they could potentially make a lot of money that's why they make them it's just corporate like just corporate yeah. filmmaking and it just pisses me off 
But I don't even know why they even get theatrical runs because there's a lot of great movies out there that, that have more of a, uh, of a more equity with the fan base that don't even get theatrical runs anymore. A lot of sequels, you know, and it's like this fucking movie keeps on getting theatrical runs. Maybe maybe because of the people behind them too. It could be like uh, I know you. Oh, but before we go on, actually, I'm, I'm glad this is like a little bit of a tangent slash segue. Um, there's this movie theater that I love to frequent in Brooklyn called Nighthawk. I don't know if you've ever, guys have ever heard of it, but they're very Nighthawks? good. Nighthawks? Like the Stallone movie from the 80s? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where he's in a dress? <laughs> have you guys ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. No, I, 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 I didn't even know it existed until it. you just brought it up. No, it's, a, it, it's, it's like this really like kind of pulpy movie that Stallone did in the 80s. It was like after, I think it was after Rambo, like the first Rambo but before he got into that stride of like just making big budget movies, and it's like he's just basically tracking down a serial killer. I think Rucker Hauer is a serial killer. Oh, that that in itself is going to give it a watch with me. That yeah, it's, it's actually pretty entertaining. Just, last, I, last time I saw it, it was on Netflix. You might be able to catch it there, but oh, it's pretty, wow, okay. But but it was a while ago, so I don't know if it's still there. Um, but it was that. pretty entertaining, and there's just one shot of of uh, <laughs> of Stallone in a dress like pretending to be a woman and then like surprising the bad guy it's pretty hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's the 80s bro when, I, when in doubt just say it's the 80s and the what's 80s. even better is that it's like it's stallone and his beard period right when he's got the beard so yeah. like just imagine stallone with like 80s feathered oh. hair and a beard in a dress <laughs> I, I, I think you were making this up right now no, dude, look up Nighthawks. Nighthawks. <laughs> but anyway, bro, I haven't looked that up. But anyway, so Nighthawk Cinema is in Brooklyn, and that theater kind of defines itself or markets itself as an adult theater. Now, when I say adult, I don't mean porn necessarily. You don't mean like the theaters in the uh, like Taxi Driver? No, no, not like that. In fact, I should have brought that up. But uh, it's it, they they call it an 18 plus theater, so they show like they have a full bar. You know, it's like one of those people that like you know you can bring dates to. No kids. Have basically. a drink and all that. So, um, so they have like different um different programs to do throughout the year. Like they'll do a horror program throughout the year. Like I think last year's was about cannibals. So they had Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal Holocaust, and a few others. And oh, they'll have like, awesome. and they have like erotic, you know, programs. Like they'll have Language of Love, Sometimes Sweet Susie, which is hilarious. You know that that they actually show she showed those, but it's only at midnight. But, like, the, the point I'm getting at is, like, they'll have programs for, like, these newer films, like Green Room is part of the program, which I, I think you saw, right, Draven? No, I didn't get around to see it. I've been so busy. But the thing is, they have these such limited runs, you know, and, you know, if people give them a chance, they'll prove to be, like, you know, more popular than the crap we're going to get with, like, movies like Mother's Day and all that. So, and that's what's a shame, too. Like, th these movies that really don't deserve to get longer runs do in place of other films that probably should get longer runs, you know? Well, I mean... That, that that was the big thing with the uh, with, with the rise of the cineplexes in the '80s is that before that the way to really get your movie over and the way to really have a distribution is is you you allow the work to speak for itself. Like for example, like Halloween is a good example. Halloween opened up in one screen and you can you create the buzz and then the distributors wanna wanna you know they wanna make money so they'll play your movie even more. Like back in the day before before the era of like the AMC's and all that, you could literally walk with your film reel. To a theater and say play this for me and you know we'll split the profits or whatever and the theater owner was like fine you know it, you know and that's and that's how films uh kind of got certain stature as the years went by uh and, and that was in response to the to the monopoly that the that, that the studios had in the 50s which is a story for another day 
But then as these as these corporate theater chains started opening up, you start playing the political game again. It was like, well, well, which films are going to be pushed to the Regal Cinemas, to the AMC Cinemas or whatever, and those are the ones we're going to play. And that's when the studios started having a little... Even though they no, they no longer, by law, could own the theaters, they still had political clout over the theaters. And that's why we got the bullshit like Mother's Day and we and, and got and, and good, good films from what I hear, like Green Room, you had to fucking literally drive across the country to find them. So it, it's, it's, it's pretty fucked up. And um, that's why the era of the filmmaker kind of pushing his own film even though even though the medium is more open because we got digital media now we got youtube and other avenues to show your product um you're still showing your product in competition with all the fucking bottom of the barrel filmmakers out there with no budget so it's kind of hard to stand out whereas back in the day if you made a very very good film on a limited budget you still could be known and you still could get a break because you know, people were still willing, uh, theater distribution companies were still willing to give you a break. break. So, yeah, my point of all this is that it's bullshit, and I don't think it's going to change. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's a shame, man. But it is what it is with, with the way it is now. That's just, you know, that's just how it, it is. Would, it, it would be nice if we had some theater owners that would say, okay, well, if you, if you think your movie's good, bring it over here. Especially with, the, even though I hate digital, even... I would be, it's like, fuck it, bring me your fucking chip, you know, we'll play it on the digital projector, and then if it makes money, you know, you start getting that word of mouth, and, and like the old days, you know, but we, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Because now everybody's so scared to lose money that they'll go with the safe bet, you know, it's like, no, why would I play your little rinky-dink film when I when I get to have the B-run of Independence Day 2, you know, once Independence Day, Day 2 is, is finished running in the big theaters... They give it to me to play for a couple weeks, and and I'll you know so it's better to do it like that. So nobody gives breaks anymore. Yeah. But actually, I'm on the uh, I'm on the Nighthawk uh, website right now, and uh, they're uh, I just want to give you the lineup for their what they call it's called the Nighthawk Naughties, which is like the uh, the erotic films. Which is it's a good lineup here. You have you have Emmanuel, which was which is in June. Then you have Last Tango in Paris Emmanuel. in July. You have a uh, Last Tango in Paris in July. You have Fascination in August, and then in September you have The Dreamers. And uh, that's, I think it was, uh, uh, Bertolucci directed that one, I think. And mm-hmm. um, and then you have for their, uh, for their the Nasties, the Nighthawk Nasties, which is the uh, the horror program they have. They already showed all their uh, cannibal films, but they still have one left in May, which is called Trouble Every Day, which I've never heard of. I've never, never heard, heard of that either. That, dude, that one, what the fuck? It's more recent, like from 2001, though. That's the thing. Oh, that's like, why. Like, their original, like, their whole program was, it was Blood Diner, Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal no, Holocaust, all, and, uh, and then Trouble Every Day, which is from 01, it says. So. You know what? Blood Diner stands out like a sore thumb in that. that that's actually a, uh, kind of like a horror comedy uh, kind of movie. And it's not even, I don't think it has anything to do with cannibals. If it's the same one I'm thinking about. From uh, 1967, 1987, I'm sorry, from 1987. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one that has the dude with the, the, the poster has, it says diner, and there's like a cook that's with kind the of... Knife. With yeah, the knife, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, I have that film. Yeah, it's pretty much... Oh, it is a cannibal movie, except it's in the city. Okay, never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like, his business is sustained through killing human beings and feeding them to people. Uh, okay, okay, that is a cannibal. <laughs> Duh. I was just, I, I just focused on the jungle aspect of these films, totally thrown out. So, like, if you ever guys come back to New York and are around Brooklyn, definitely check that place out. Yeah, well, it's, 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 they're, known, they're known as revival theaters. That's the official name for those kind of theaters. And they're kind of making a big comeback, which is a good thing for us because we need more of those. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they have a 35-millimeter uh, projector, which is even better. Even better. Yep, they, yes, they do. 
Um, anyway, so now we can kind of push forward to next week where the 2016 summer season begins for us. And it's with Captain America Civil War, which I am fairly confident it will do much better as critically and financially than a Batman versus Superman. That train well, it's, wreck. It's already which, doing critically better. It like, uh, if you look at a Rotten tomatoes, it's like at a 96 or something. So the, the critics seem to like it. Uh, and, and a lot of them are claiming it's the best Marvel movie so far. So this job, we try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. You don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. lineup real quick because i know draven put it right at the beginning so you have iron man black widow it seems war machine black panther and uh the jarvis guy i forgot what he's called now but uh like i haven't seen age of ultra vision vision Vision, there you go against captain america scarlet witch um falcon bucky or the winter soldier (laughs) and hawkeye and of course, and you know probably Spider Man is going to be on Iron Man. Seems so. Well, like, well, since well, no, well, I'm pushing against Spider Man being on on Iron. That's why I said he's got the better team. Because but well, then I think Ant Man's on Captain America's team too, which she's I'm not seeing here. But well, okay, here's the oh, thing. Okay, go ahead. You're 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 the expert on comic books, Adolfo. If it away. follows anything like the comics, Spider Man will switch sides. Spider Man uh, will start off on Iron Man's team and then switch to Captain America. So he'll if be like Kurt like, Angle uh, joining the Alliance. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I'll, I'll, exactly just, like let, that, let, except not. 
<laughs> I just hope it makes more sense than that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so, because uh, in the comics, he basically Spider-Man's kind of manipulated into joining Iron Man's team, and then his conscience gets the better of him, and he joins Captain America's team, more or less. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if that's how they do it here. Um, I'm excited for this movie. It's probably the only movie, like big summer movie. Uh, of the year that I'm really excited for. The that's, rest a, that's a theme we're gonna go we're gonna explore here because I think I feel the same way about that. Like I'm, I feel very kind of eh about this this year's summer lineup. Um, I think blew our load last year. Like there was so many big huge movies last year, uh, not just in the summer, but like w- when you went into the winter with Star Wars, there was so many huge, mm-hmm. you know, genre kind of movies that I just I think I'm just over spectacle right now. So Captain America is really the only thing I'm really looking forward to. Everything else, and you know, we have already been disappointed with Batman and Superman. So I, I'm just kind of I, I'm a little like blockbustered out right now. So I'm looking forward to this because it promises to to have a decent story and some good action. Uh, but overall, like the rest of the summer, I'm I'm very apathetic towards. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but the whole thing with with Force Awakens coming out in December, and then you know the the Batman Superman movie coming out in March, uh, we might have they might have set a precedent here where it's no longer going to be about the summer season anymore. It could be a year-round kind of thing now. And and that's going to kind of... It's going to kind of... Uh, you know, because we've been doing the summer thing for... What? Since I was a kid, this, this thing's been going on. Yeah. So so this might be the end of an era here, uh, you know, for our generation, where now it's more about just spreading them out throughout the years. And, it, and it's funny why it became like that. I feel it became like that because they kind of didn't want to cannibalize each other. So they just kind of st- started looking at other dates. You know, but what you're doing now is you're spraying all these blockbusters throughout the whole year, and it's making the summer less special, which I really don't care about. But it's 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 kind of that's where that's where it's becoming. Yeah, and, they, and, go ahead. Yeah, they've actually been doing it for a little bit longer than just the last year, though, because I mean, the uh, they started releasing. I mean, the the first Lord of the Rings trilogy that was those those were Christmas. Thanksgiving releases. The the Harry Potter films were were generally Thanksgiving and Christmas releases. Um, and uh, Avatar, biggest movie of all time, was a Christmas release. So uh, I mean, they've been and on oh, the Fast and the Furious movies have been re- been releasing in March and April as well. So they have been kind of like it's been there, but it's it's been like kind of ramping up in recent years. Or maybe that, maybe maybe this is uh maybe this is just an off year, you know, because because I don't think it's us. You know, imagining things are tripping, but there is a lot less big budgeted, you know, blockbuster kind of, you know, uh, romp em, chop em films coming out this year than there has been in the past. Uh, this is more like, for example, when we get to the following week, there, there, there's nothing there. You know, um, uh, I'm talking about May 13th after Captain America. So we're going to start seeing things like that happen more often. So this year they decided to kind of take it easy on, on, on bringing out their, their big guns. Uh, for the summer, the only ones I could think of, like like uh, X Men, Independence Day, and Captain America. I mean, really, for the next two weeks after Civil War, there's really like nothing that's gonna like compete with it at all. Like, even an, an, not until you get to you know X Men, which is at the end of the month, that you may have that because by then you know Civil everybody will have seen Civil War. So and see, and, and that was the thing, and that was the thing that even up into a few years ago. Uh, those two weekends that you said that are open, uh, those were like those were golden tickets for a lot of studios. You know, they they, they want to take advantage of those two dates uh, to 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 kind of put their their big blockbuster in there. You know, 
Uh, and now we're seeing that they're just leaving them open. They're, I mean, they're, there's there's still some good movies coming out that, that, that I want to see. Like, I'm interested in Money Monster. Yes, I wanted to but, talk but, about that, too. That one looks but, good. But, but certainly that's more because of the dramatic aspect of it, you know, not because of the, you know, thrills of, of eating popcorn and watching a wacky movie, you know? So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's I think we're... I'm going to give it next year as well. Either we're going to see a paradigm change or this is just like an outlier of a year. We'll see what happens. Now, I mean, you were talking about Adolfo that so far, like as of this recording, you know, the reviews have been very good for Civil War. Do you think they can keep up that momentum? And do you think it'll like, I remember we were talking about last year, like with Age of Ultron, we didn't know how well it would age. And now, you know, looking back a year later, I mean, I have no desire to see that movie again. But so, the thing uh, is, I I don't remember Age of Ultron having that kind of early buzz that that Civil War has had. Like for I mean, films have had. I mean, Batman and Superman had a very negative early buzz, you know, and then then it turned out to be kind of true. I, I remember there being a lot of anticipation for Age of Ultron. All the fanboys were certainly anticipating, but it, but I don't remember seeing like early buzz of whether it was good or bad. Maybe I'm mistaken. I just I just don't remember it. Uh, but I, I, I I certainly agree that Age of Ultron did not age well. Um, uh, because I, I actually haven't seen it. I have the I have the Blu-ray and I haven't actually watched it. I haven't watched that movie since I sat in the theater and watched it last last May. Uh, but it, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think it's I, I, I obviously we haven't seen it yet, so I can't really speculate uh, how well it will age. But you know, usually the critics like so right. I mean, when a big movie like this comes out. And the reviews are strong. You know, you usually you like start off real high, and then you know you're going to get the contrarians in there. Your Armand Whites, so just you know, uh, <laughs> and and, and I, I bet you like by when it's all said and done, they'll probably sit like in like an 85 percent or something, like so uh, like a a, a, de- a good rating for a blockbuster, but not like you know it's not going to get like uh, uh, Schindler's List you know critic numbers or anything like that, you know. Right. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, I always go back to science, you know, it's, you're still going to get the bow-shaped curve at the end, which is going to create the consensus, so you're going to get the contrarians, you're going to get the reviewer, you're going to get everybody that, that's going to criticize this film, and then you're going to start getting the overall consensus, and that's pretty much going to give you, you know, the, the, the how, how good the movie is, uh, at least a good idea, because we all have our own independent thoughts on every movie, and then that's good, I mean, either the movie's going to be good or not, but at 96%, there's no way it's going to dive down even to a 70%, I don't think. Uh, so, so if anything, it will settle down like an 80 to 85 percent, and that's a great fucking movie if you ask me. Yeah. Now the thing about the Russo brothers uh, directed Captain America movies, every fucking movie that comes out of this is the greatest sex, uh, the greatest uh, Marvel movie ever made. So that this is nothing new, you know. It's like what I'm not really taking it that serious because uh, uh, Winter Soldier was supposed to be the best one, it's which amazing. was a great film. Yeah, amazing. Uh, um, both, both Captain America has always been well reviewed because those movies are always different. They're more like spy thrillers, and you know they always they always divert from the norm. So uh, when I heard that this was the best one yet, it just it, it was just it's almost like a pattern by now because the Captain America movies are always you know considered the best ones quality wise. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah. it as well, and uh, we'll see. What, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say the Captain America movies to me they they don't get the. Uh... Except for this one, because this really is not re- this really is not even a Captain America movie. It's basically Avengers 2.5, right? But it, it, but the Captain America movies to me have always been the better trilogy out of all the other trilogies in the in the or, or series or franchises within the Marvel system because they because of what you said they don't really have the same formula that every other uh, Marvel movie has. So um, I, I enjoy them better anyway. So now in the uh... 
in the two weeks between Captain America Civil War on May 6th, next week, and May 27th, which is for X-Men Apocalypse, you have Money Monster, which is the one Draven and I were just talking about that looks very interesting. George Clooney, Julia Roberts in that film. You have the Angry Birds movie for the kitties there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> you have Neighbors 2, which really Neighbors 1 didn't need a sequel because it was it was okay. It wasn't even that great. So I don't know about that one. I and thought then, it was pretty funny. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, it was okay. It was okay, but I don't think it needed, it needed a sequel because this sequel looks like it's just the first one but with the sorority, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And it's like Hangover 2. But, I, but, but Angry Birds, don't, let's not kid ourselves. That one, you know, we're, we're in a little bit of a generational gap here. That one will make a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, sure, it'll make oh, money. Oh, my little cousins play that on, all the time. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that, actually, that one's going to make a lot of fucking money. Yeah. So I do consider that one a huge blockbuster. Sure, but I don't, I'm not going to watch it. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it willingly. You know, if they I go home and I take my little cousins, cousins I'm not going to watch it. You know? I will watch the nice guys, though, even though the yes. trailer isn't really... The trailer hasn't really, uh, you know, it hasn't gotten me that excited. I, I do like Shane Black. I and, was going to say, I was going to ask you about Shane Black, who's not really black, by the way. But uh, I want to ask you about Nice Guys, because I kind of found it interesting. It's my husband. He's gone missing. Missing? I'm terribly worried. It's just Fred's never been gone this long before. How long has he been missing? Since the funeral. Well, I can start right away. You're a private investigator? My profession is very complicated, okay? It's nuanced. That is a lot. That's a lot of blood. You beat people up and charge money? Yeah. Sad, isn't it? How much would you charge to beat up my friend Janet? What? How much you got? 30 bucks? That's good. This conversation no is over. The mob is trying to spread its operation to Los Angeles. Somehow, my daughter Amelia is involved. Please, find her. You seen this girl? Who's in it for me? Oh, we can do this the easy way. No! We're currently doing it the easy way. Whatever happened to offering me 20 bucks? It's the recession. And then I saw that Shane Black was attacked to, attached to it. Who, who did Iron Man 3, which I did not like. So I was a little bit reserved at that point. Yeah, but, but Shane Black did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, right? Hell yeah, he did. And, I, and, that's, and that's that movie's great. awesome. So he, so uh, Iron Man... Let's see, the thing is, Iron Man 3 is like... And, half, and Shane, Shane Black also wrote uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, and he wrote Lethal Weapon, exactly. Um, like, Iron Man 3 is like half a good movie. So, like, I, I think, you know, well, I'm not going to... said many times here, it's half a good movie. Yeah, no, but, gonna, but the, okay, but the thing about Shane Black is that... His gimmick is that he specializes on buddy cop movies. That's his gimmick, all right? Now, are you talking about the the, the, the half that specialized on his specialty? So, the one where, where, where War Machine and Iron Man are getting along? Is that the part you like? I, I like I like a lot of the dialogue and I like a lot of the, the the like the kind of repartee, but when he when he tries to do the actual superhero stuff, I don't think he does a good job on it. Well that kid annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> that kid sucked. That kid, that kid did suck. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, that, that, that's Shane Black's whole thing is that he knows how to write good dialogue for like the the cops that don't get along, but they do get along kind of deal. So <laughs> this is the the nice guys is his latest forte into that. And, that thing uh, looks interesting. Like just as, as a whole, I think it's an interesting film that I, I might want to check out. I yeah, always feel, I, I always feel like Russell Crowe has gained weight for the part he's playing, but he's been fat for like ten years now. So <laughs> I'm thinking he just said fuck it, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. Every time I see him, because I remember him, you know, when he was a younger guy, the gladiator, you know, thinner guy, and all of a sudden he started getting chunkier. And ch oh, you know what it was? It was that movie, uh, uh, the one, the one about um, 
where he was go- where he was going after the the, the cigarette companies. Um, I forgot the name of it, but anyways, the insider. The insider. That's when he yeah. started putting on a little weight. So I'm thinking, no, okay, but that, this... was, but that was before Gladiator, though. That was before Gladiator. You're right. So maybe he just lost weight for Gladiator. That's what I heard. And then he just got fat again. <laughs> but anyways, so uh, here, yeah, he's kind of playing a chunky role again, and uh, and uh, Ryan Gosling's playing kind of like the goofy sidekick, which we'll see how he does there because that is kind of a uh, you know. So so yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Yeah. And I think the I, last time Russell Crowe was was in shape was Cinderella Man. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. And that was like 15 years ago or something. At this point. <laughs> okay, now I'm seeing here a movie called The Lobster. What's that all about? That's uh oh, that's I saw a poster for that when I w- when I went to see Midnight Special. I didn't see a trailer, but I was just walking out of the theater. They had some of these like lesser known movies. They had and that's posters a, of them. Yeah, that, that's a festival film. So yeah, that was supposed to be out last year, and it never came out. Now, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's. it's I think sign. the premise is like you know, it's the society where like you have to get married. Or they turn you into like an animal or something. It's like yeah, yeah, it's yes. wacky. But yes. like, uh... it's wacky. But it's, so it, it's it's. I forget the director's name. Uh, it's, it's this uh, it's this Greek guy. Yeah, uh, Yarkos Lanthimos. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he made this movie that I really liked, uh, like four or five years ago called Dogtooth. Have you guys ever seen Dogtooth? I, I, I know of Dogtooth. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know. No, I haven't, but I'm going to write it down on my phone right now because I'm always looking for things to see. It's just really, it's it's really weird film. I mean, I, I mean that seems to be his, his gimmick is really weird films. Uh, but it's this really weird film where um, there's this mother and father have like, uh, have like kept their, chi- their children like locked away in their house and never let them have any contact with the outside world. Uh, and f- I forget why it's been a while since I've seen it. I forget why they, they, they fear the outside world, uh, but they can't watch TV. They can't ha- have access to any. They're all just in this house the whole time. And then words for things that don't exist. And, uh, it gets really wacky towards the end because they, they, you know, the, the, the kids are like teenagers at this point, like, like, you know, 18, 19 years old. And like, they, they've never been to school. They've never had any out contact other than their parents and each other. And at, so I, I, and at a certain point they like, uh, they have the, the, they had, they pay this one woman like to come once a week to have sex with their son so that the, the, yeah. the son can get like, you know, can, can, you know, satisfy his, his, his needs. But then she betrays them, uh, at one point, so like then he forced then the parents forced the sister to have sex with the son. It's really wacky, and weird. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but it's actually it's really good, but it's really messed up. So I would um uh I don't know if it's on if it's on if it's on Netflix or anything, but uh that was really good. But then his follow up film, which is called Alps, I hate it. I thought it sucked. So I'm interested to see the lobster just because of the equity of Dogtooth. But it's hit or miss, it seems. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is going to be the tiebreaker here. This is how you're going to know if he's a hack or if he's actually a good filmmaker. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I- I'm interested to see this. I don't Me know too. anything about it. I just know it's wacky. Isn't well, Colin Farrell the- hugging like a bear? So he's hugging like a bear, right? Yeah. <laughs> or I think so. Or like some sort of creature. <laughs> but uh, but now, so that week, that X Men Apocalypse. So you also have the uh, the Alice through the Looking Glass. So I yeah. mean, you have two. Very different films coming out the same day. So you're going to have, you know, the one audience who's into, like, the whole Disney stuff is going to go see Alice, even though I didn't like the first one, so I don't have no plans on seeing the second one. But X-Men, you know, oh, we don't have to get into X-Men because you still rib me on the five-star thing. So, of course, I'm going to see Apocalypse first day, probably the first in line, too. So I'm very excited about that one. Things are better. 
the world is better. Just because there's not a war doesn't mean there's peace. He's coming. Some call him Apocalypse. He was some kind of god. For thousands of years, he's been amassing mutants to take their powers. He always had four followers. Like the four horsemen. Eric, don't join them. Whatever it is you think you saw in me, I buried it with my family. Together, we will cleanse the earth. Everything they've built will fall! And from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one! I've never felt power like this before. They took him. Raven, the world needs the X-Men. I'm not a hero. Students look up to you. If I'm going to teach your kids something, I'm going to teach them how to fight. Follow me. To her. I'm not afraid of him. Magneto, he's my father. What? Him and my mom, they did. No, I know. Not all of us can control our powers. Then don't. Apocalypse means to destroy this world. It's all of us against a god and the most powerful beings on Earth. You know, X Men Apocalypse. Like, I the movie has I'm not, no. Heat. I'm not. I'm not excited for it at all. I'm not, it has and, no heat. And the trailers have been doing the negative effect on me. I'm looking for it less and less. The more I see, I think I talked about it the last time I was on. But yeah, I'm not looking for it. I'm not looking. I don't care. I mean, I will watch it. I'm not gonna watch it the first week, but I'll watch it eventually. It's just not something that I want to see. I'm just these characters are so like they're just so burned with me already. Like, okay, we get it. What else could you do? You know, it's like, it's like I brought up before. It's like, we know you're not going to lose because the, the timelines are all fucked up. And, and you know, you, if you don't have Wolverine there with you, we know he comes back later. So you're not, that, that's it. The, the movie's over for me. You're not going to lose to Apocalypse. Well, what else is there to, you know? Um, so I don't, I mean, I don't know. There's nothing for me to really look forward to in this movie. Well, the, th the thing about this though, for me personally, is that I kind of felt similar when Days of Future Past came out, and then I ended up being blown away by it. So I'm going to give this a chance, you know, because they've well, already kind of changed it. my emotions before. I'm going to watch X-Men. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a comic book nerd, so I'm going to watch all these comic movies that come out. I just, out of, I think, almost every, and I've seen every X-Men movie in the theaters from, from the first one until now, and out of every single one that's been released, I don't think I've been this, I don't want to say uninterested, but, like, this kind of lukewarm on one since... Like X Men Origins, but mm -hmm. I and I was lukewarm on X Men Origins because I knew it was gonna suck. Like I knew going into it was gonna be bad. This one, it's not, it's not that I think it's gonna be bad. It's just that I just 
I don't know. I remember the trailers for for, for Days of Future Past being really good. And these trailers, I just, I'm not, I'm just, they're not getting me. They're just not getting in, like, I'm not feeling it. Okay, so, so Apocalypse has to recruit, uh, this is, I don't know anything about comics, this is what I'm getting from the trailer. He's got to recruit four other, uh, what do you call them, um, uh, what do you four call horses. them? Yeah, but he's got to recruit other, um. Mutants. Mutants, right? That's the, that's the thing. So. I, I, I'm under the impression that one of them is Magneto, since it seems like they have the th- the same thing in mind. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, if there's a comic book that covers this storyline or, um, and I guess the other three are like characters that we're gonna be introduced to for the first time in this movie. Um, no, because one of them, because there, because it, it's Storm, which we've seen. It's uh, oh, okay, Angel, okay. which we saw in the Archangel, which we saw in the Last Stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I forget who the other uh, horseman is. So they're gonna. So so pretty much Magneto and Xavier has to team up again. Oh, Psylocke is the first one we see. <laughs> yeah. They have oh. to team up again to for 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 the better good. Yeah. Oh my God, we've already seen that like so many times. Well, no. At this time, it seems like they're against each other again. But doesn't. But it seems like Magneto doesn't want to be against them. So. I don't know. I thought it would have been cooler if, if, if Apocalypse recruited Magneto and Xavier and the other horse and the other X-Men had to kind of team up. The rogue X-Men had to team up and, and try to, you know, unite as one and take them out. That, that I thought would have been more interesting, you know? Because we've never seen that. We've never seen the leaders kind of like, you know, turn heel for a little while and, and, and have the, the underlings kind of, you know, take charge and become That's leaders themselves. Right. Yeah, so I thought that would have been cool, but we'll see what happens. Now I know the uh, the famous like uh, I guess comic story is the Age of Apocalypse, which I'm ass- I haven't really done much research on the film, but I'm assuming they're taking elements from that. No, that's not what this is. They're not they're not doing that. No, uh, Age of Apocalypse is like, uh, I mean, if you want to, uh, I'm not going to get too nerdy on this show, but Age of Apocalypse was basically doing like a completely different alternate timeline, even different than Days of Future Past, where like everything is all fucked. So. Like it's 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 completely different, and I don't think that's not what they're doing here. This is just them introducing Apocalypse and then fighting Apocalypse, and I'm assuming winning. Like I'm it, assuming it, winning. <laughs> it, it's not it's not Age of Apocalypse. Okay. By the way, Age of Apocalypse is a bad storyline. Don't read it. Don't. Oh, okay. Don't read it. Because don't that's read the it. famous one I'm always hearing about. No, it's horrible. It's a piece of shit. Oh, now has right. now I have a question for you, Adolfo. Has Thanos ever crossed paths with Apocalypse? Nothing that I would know. Nothing that's like um, well, re- like well regarded or known. I don't think so. And if they have, I don't think it's like very anybody's ever read it. Like they may have, but I don't think th- those two usually don't cross each other. Yeah, because I imagine it's like the indestructible force meeting the unmovable object, and that was <laughs> right. So. Yeah, because Apocalypse is usually more interested with like ruling the world, whereas Thanos is more usually interested in ruling like the galaxy. So. Oh. Yeah, it's not really the... They don't really cross paths. <laughs> yeah. Now, the week after X-Men is going to be all about the Turtles, but I do want to bring up one thing before, you know, we talk about briefly the Ninja Turtles. Um, USS Indianapolis, which is a film directed by Mario Van Peebles, starring Nicolas Cage and Tom Sizemore, <laughs> is coming out May 31st. So, there's no trailer for this anywhere, but... Um, the local news station in Mobile, Alabama, where they filmed the movie, did a piece on it, and that's how I found the clip for it. 
But, you know what? Uh, it's, it's probably going to be a VOD movie. There's no way that's in a theatrical. So you'll be able to, like, get it to, through dubious means on that day if you really want to watch it, it. It, it. It seems like it. But, you know, I just saw Nicolas Cage and Mario Van Peebles. I just started laughing. You know? That's <laughs> just that's yeah. like wacky team. Well, they, 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 at one time, they had careers. And Tom Sizemore, <laughs> too. Yeah. But I wanted... Oh, and Thomas Jane is in this, too. It, it makes me sad. I'm a huge fan of Thomas Jane, but he's trained that line already because I've seen him pop up in movies all the time now that are not theatricals, and I'm like, man, what happened to you, you know? The, the direct-to-video purgatory, as you put it. Yeah. <laughs> so June 3rd, the only thing that's out is just the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. It's the Halloween parade, bro. It's like the one night of the year where we fit in. Get back here. What part of moving the shadows don't you understand? I've never seen anything like this before. Guys, I got a lead on what's going on. Sensei Sweater. This will help us build an army. This is gonna be good! <laughs> you're a rhinoceros, and you're a... Huh. I'm a little piggy. Whoa, whoa. Hey, fellas! What's your name? Casey Jones. Hey. Are you two guys like a thing? If the purple ooze can turn humans into animals... It's all, baby! It could turn us into humans. And we don't have to be stuck down here forever. If there's a chance that it make us humans, we're turtles, whether you like it or not. Gear up, guys. No! Save! No! This isn't working! We keep failing. Keep the team unified, and you shall always succeed. Which I don't think I'm going to see first run anyway. I saw the the, the first film when it came out on uh, on Blu-ray. That's the first time I saw. It, so I don't know if I want to splurge the money for that one because I didn't really care for the first one. And I know Adolfo, you have no interest in that either. But I don't know about you, Traven. Uh, I, well, I have Adolfo. Yeah, I'm not. I like. I liked the turtles when I was a kid. Me too. And uh, everybody I mean, did. I, I'm a little older, so I, I I kind of caught like the very end wave of it, you know. So like I'm not. I, I liked the turtles, but like they weren't. They didn't hit me as much as it hit everybody else, right? So well, I have. Then you are the same age, and they hit me hard. I'll say, I'll say that much. Oh really? So yeah, to me they they hit me, but like I enjoyed them. I liked them, but I didn't like go out and buy all the toys and stuff like that i just i really enjoyed watching the cartoon it was on i like playing the the arcade game and that and i went to the move uh, to the movies when they came out and that was about it but i wasn't obsessed with them so i don't have like i have nostalgia for them but i don't have like this you know these enormously fond memories of the turtles so like i that's not enough to get me into the theater uh but it but it is enough to like make me annoyed at how shitty the first one i still haven't seen the first one because it looked terrible so it and and i don't think this one looks any better i know people are be, like really excited that bebop and rocksteady are in it and that's cool and everything and <laughs> krang 
so but, you're telling then, me that Seamus O'Shaughnessy is not a draw for you? <laughs> no, he's not. But I, 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 but I think it's kind of like people are. I, I think I think people are just gonna end up being disappointed. I think like as they're throwing out shiny objects to like get you interested. It's like it's it's like Michael Bay. It's this is my classic Michael Bay, right? He'll he'll and I know he didn't direct it, but he produced it. Like he's throwing out shiny objects to get you interested, but he's not really going to deliver on that stuff. It's fan service, but not really. So I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not interested in this movie. Like I might see it on DVD or something, but I'm not going to go to the theaters to watch it. They should have brought Vanilla Ice back. That oh God, right yeah. there. But yeah. uh, no, no, I'm the opposite. I love the turtles. I'm nostalgic for them. I I, I dug part the first one, and I went into the first one with absolutely zero expectations because I knew who was behind it. That's how I and felt it, about it too. And, and, and it totally surprised me. The dialogue of the turtles is pretty good. I love how they're all very distinctive characters. Um, I thought I thought the plot was good, you know. I, it wasn't, believe me, they're not. It, it wasn't great or, or this masterpiece, but for what it was, I had a good time watching it, and and I'm looking forward to this one as well. And 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 you know, again, Bebop and Rockstar are getting a lot of hype. That's because they've never been brought to the big screen before. Right. And I'm excited for that though. That I, I gotta say, I am excited for that. <laughs> and they're kind of the characters that people from my generation grew up. But we didn't grow up with. You know the comic book version of it, which was what the original movies kind of focused on. We grew up with the cartoon version of it, which had Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang and all that stuff. So um, this is this is the first movie, actually theatrical live action movie that's gonna have all that. So I'm I'm very excited for it. Um, you know, I, I never. Yeah, I started to, so sorry to interrupt. What I never understood about the about the the original Turtles movies, the second movie. Um, the secret of the use, right? <laughs> yes. Which they uh, made, they made like two more mutants with like that warthog and the whatever turtles. Oh, Tolka and Razor, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I remember, I remember thinking back then, I was like, you had Beep Up and Rocksteady right there. Why didn't you use them? Like you went through all the trouble to make these giant Muppet animal things. You could have just made them a rhino and a and a and a what was what was Bebop. Like his warthog, yeah. Yeah. Like, why so, didn't you just do that? Maybe they were saving them for part three, which ended up getting their budget slashed in half anyway. But at that time, they didn't uh, know. Anyway, so. <laughs> Draven, Draven. So, but when I do, I'll dream of something a little thinner. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I love, love that line, bro. Bernie Reyes Jr. is awesome in, in Turtles 2 Secret of the Use. <laughs> Did I mention I study martial arts? But, uh, but, uh, Still looks and sounds the same, so that's weird. Oh, so, um, but but no, I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna check this one out for sure. Well, it looks like and, from what and, I'm reading, and I'm gonna sit down checking it out with I know exactly what it is, so I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm gonna be disappointed unless they totally, totally fucking shit the bed. I don't think I'm gonna be disappointed. See, the thing with me about the first one is that it was going okay, but I think like in the in the middle of the film, right before like the big uh, final fight, like it got really dull. You know, I wasn't really into the uh, any of the action stuff that was going on. I was just, I felt it was very boring to me. But, you know, it kind of picked I, up at the end, but then, like, there was no heat for me. What I trip out about the Shredder, he's been in three of the live-action movies, right? Turtles 1, Turtles 2, and, and then the, the, the one from this reboot. The Turtles have never actually defeated him. He always defeats himself. Yeah. That's and that's what that, like. <laughs> he, he, he always whoops their ass, and then, you know, he throws them around, he squashes them, and then he'll do something stupid, and something will land on him, or he'll fall into a trash disposal, or and that's it, he's always, that's how he always died. This time, a big-ass sign fell on him, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, still, I'm still waiting for the turtles to actually, to actually beat him. him. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, now, a, so a sign fell on him? 
Well, well, there was that scene where they're hanging from like uh, this big banner or whatever, and then at the end they just, <laughs> I if I remember correctly, because the turtles fell because of their weight of the, holding onto the banner that landed right. on Shredder, and that's how that's how he ended up. I guess not dying because he comes back, but yeah, he'll he be stupid. back here. <laughs> but if and, 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 and then in Secret of the Ooze, our boy Kevin Nash was punching all those uh, all those pillars or whatever and over then, and, and then, then the, the the boardwalk kind of fell on him, right? It, <laughs> it collapsed on him. But, but he was in control, bro. He just punching these pillars, you know, and then the boardwalk just collapses on him. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm reading this correctly, bro, with this cast list. Judith Haug has a role in this. So for those who don't know, she played April O'Neil in the first Turtles from 1990. So I'm one. So she's just gonna come out for a quick cameo, I'm sure. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little, yeah, it's little, a cameo. Yeah, they, they should bring back uh, uh, the emo, the guy. That what's his name? Kevin Clash. Kevin so Clash, bro. <laughs> I think he's in a lot of trouble. Right? I don't know if he's even able to. Isn't he like a child molester or something? Ah, uh, no idea. Well, yeah, he got in trouble for child molester stuff. So Wait, what did he play he, in the Turtles? He was one of the turtles. Oh, was he? Oh. Yeah, and and, and uh, Corey Feldman was Corey another Feldman, one. Corey Feldman, yeah. So well, that yeah. So, um, anyways, I'm excited for this. You know, we we've had a good time just talking about it. You know, I'm yeah, kind of excited. Yeah, I might, I might, I might check it out. We'll, we'll see. You know, this kind of movie, this is the, the perfect example. If, if the if the people behind it, if they believe in it and they put a little bit of heart into it, that could make all the difference in the world, you know, because we know it's not going to be a great movie. But if you give me the difference between putting a little bit of care into it or not, that, that'll, that, that'll put it over the top for me. So that these are the perfect examples of those kind of movies where, you know, you have to kind of go in, into it just knowing what, knowing what you're working with and, and, and trying to give the product some heart. And right. then that, exactly. That, it comes down to, like, if, if the actors believe in it, if the people behind the camera believe in it, it it comes out on screen. And then you enjoy it because you can tell yeah. they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, even if the story's not that good, you're going you're gonna to feel that as, as, as you're watching it. It's going to give you that better experience. So anyways, what do we got for the next week? Oh, next week is, is pretty, uh, pretty interesting because you have Warcraft, which I'm not interested in. You have Now You See Me Too. I didn't see the first one, so I'm not really interested in this either. And you have The Conjuring 2. Our boy Jimmy Wan is back as director, and I'm pumped for this one. This is my home. Get out now. No, this is not your house. Now, what's your name? My name is Bill Wilkins, and I'm 72 years old. What do you make of that voice? Sounds confused. Do you see now? The voice on this tape is coming from an 11-year-old girl. They're calling it England's Amityville. There is a family that desperately needs our help. After everything we've seen, there isn't much that rattles either of us anymore. But this one, this one still haunts me. Does it feel like the voice is coming from inside you? More like it's coming from behind me. Like I'm being used. Janet, are you all right? Stop calling me Janet. She's such a good girl. What's that wrong with her? An oppressing spirit will try to force you to commit the ultimate sin. And what's that? Murder? Suicide? Or both?
You believe us, don't you? Sensing a presence? I'm not sensing anything. All I can sense is their own fear. <laughs> What is happening? I had a premonition of your death. Who's that? The family's just a pawn. Something inhuman wants to kill you. If we keep doing this... You're going to die. Um so Warcraft I I I can't, I've never played the game. I have no connection to this game. I don't really care about the the franchise at all. Uh, but every time I see that trailer, I'm just like, this looks like. I don't even know. It just looks cheap, and they, I know it wasn't cheap. I know it was very expensive, but it looks <laughs> cheap to me. Maybe, maybe they're trying like, to maybe they're trying to make it like the like the like the first incarnation of the game or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks exactly what it is. It's like it looks like a it looks like a video game. It looks like cutscenes from a video game, and I have no interest in that. It, you know, it just if oh well, I'll probably watch it just because, but I I don't. Eh, it, it's not doing anything for me. Um, and what was the other one? The Conjuring Two. What was the other one? Now you show me too. Oh, uh, you know, I saw the first one. The first one's actually not terrible. It's it's actually like an entertaining little movie. But I mean, the, there's a twist at the end that's really stupid. But uh, other than that, the actually the movie was a, like an entertaining ride, like popcorn flick. It didn't need a sequel. It really didn't. I, I don't. But but, but I, I remember I, the, the first one did leave it open for a sequel. Though. Like it, it ends like when you say you talked about the twist, and then that's where the movie ends, right? Because I I did watch it too, but I watched it about a couple years ago, and I I do remember there was a twist, and that and then it it left it left it with a cliffhanger. So you know the the, the sequel yeah. was. Was gonna take over, but um, I thought I remember it. It was a good time. I it's yeah, nothing it's a that fun popcorn movie. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing that leaves you with an impression because obviously I don't I don't really remember much of it, but I do remember I, I did enjoy it. So I'll watch this one eventually as well. I think the only thing that that is kind of interesting about it that I think is what because when I saw the trailer I thought it was kind of funny was that they cast Daniel Radcliffe as like a bad magician. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. It's a, a nice joke. little in joke, yeah. And he's new because uh, he wasn't in the first one, right? He's he's a new addition, yeah. So he's like, kind of new, like the new baddie or whatever. Yeah, that that's a funny joke, but like I don't know, I, I'll watch it, but I, I'm probably not gonna watch it first week. Like first, I'll, it might sure. that might be a DVD rental for me. I do remember J.C. Eisenberg being really annoying, as per usual, uh, and now you see me. But the, the problem with that is that he was the lead babyface, so he shouldn't have been. But he was that know-it-all, you know, I'm cool magician that, that, that just got great after a while. So I do remember that, not liking that very much. As far as The Conjuring Part 2, yes. um, 
Yes. I, I've already done all my, because, you know, this is my thing here. So I've already done all my research. I saw the documentary on the on the case you're going to study the here. The Anfield Poltergeist, I think. Yes, uh, I saw, I, I've been, I was on YouTube. I saw a couple of documentaries. Um, just looking at the trailer, I've already seen they're, they're going to fuck with it a little bit because because the Warrens were never even involved in that. And, in that. And that, yes, you're correct. Um, and we'll see, man. We'll see. The thing about James Wan is that he's becoming very, he's, he's established his pattern and, and you know, it works. Obviously, the masses eat it up, but to me, it's just like you're gonna get the jump scares, you're gonna get you know all that stuff, and and so I'm not as excited as I was for the first one. I'll say that much. I am because I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, I'm actually more interested to see if he can, can if he can make this one as uh, as interesting and as scary as the first one. Um, I, I think he he he's gained my trust, you know. So um, I'm I'm willing to give him the shot. Let's the well, let's see what he's got. But I, I actually like the the first trailer was just okay. I think the second trailer actually really sold me more on on the movie. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That, that's definitely for June 10. That's definitely the one I would choose out of the three you just gave us. I, oh I yeah, I absolutely. But 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 as a uh, uh, you know, procrastinator of, of economics, I, I would say that Warcraft's gonna make a killing because I imagine that thing has a huge fan base. And they're all waiting for this fucking movie. Uh, I think the last Airbender also had a nice little fan base there, and that didn't work out for that movie. So yeah, but it all depends that, on the movie, you know. No, no, no. But Warcraft has, goes beyond because isn't Warcraft like don't they have conventions for that stuff now or something? They do. Like, like no, Warcraft's a whole like that's a big niche product in itself. It's not just the actual the just the gameplay alone. You know, the the last Airbender, yeah, people are fat were fans of that, but uh, it's nothing like Warcraft. Yeah, I, I think it's probably just tailor made for the fans anyway. And if you know they come out in droves to see it, then it'll make it some nice little. Change. Which is the which is a good thing because remember yeah. we'll be on the other side of the fence and there's something we like, and then we're bitching how they didn't. So so if it's for the fans and I don't get it, I'm all for it because yeah. it's not you know it's, it's not for you. Yeah, exactly. Because I because I know when when I want something to be for me and it's not, I get very annoyed. So therefore, I gotta play fair too, you know. Right. So um, anyways, uh, June 17 is gonna make. A gazillion dollars. <laughs> well, so the Rock's gonna make a gazillion dollars? No. <laughs> no, the Rock. I think we're gonna have one of the Rock's very rare flops, uh, you know, coming up June seventeenth. Because uh, I think Finding Dory, um, you know, this is Pixar again, and I think with this kind of film, you're hitting two generations. You're hitting my generation, and you're hitting the the other other fathers and mothers that have yes. had kids. From, from my generation. So you're going to have two generations here. And, you know, you're going to have the nostalgia factor going on and it's going to make a lot of money. Today's the day. Our field trip to the Stingray Migration. Stingray Migration. Migration is about going home, home, which is where you're from. How do the stingrays all know where to go? Instinct. Something deep inside you that feels so familiar that you have to listen to it. <gasps> my mom, my dad, I have a family. We will never forget you, Dory. What if I forget you? I miss them. You know what that feels like? Yes. Then we better get going. the things I Isn't it great? No! I'm gonna be totally sick! <laughs> Can you help me? Oh, oh, no. Sorry. Not a great swimmer. I think you swim beautifully. Thank you. You will go. Wait, Dory? 
Yes. Story? Yes. You and I were friends! No. It was so much fun because I'd tell you a story and then you'd completely forget about it mm -hmm. and then I'd get to tell it to you over and over again. I'm looking for my family. Are you crazy? It's too dangerous. Hands! Hands? Mommy? Ah! Holy Neptune! That is definitely not Mommy! Ah! I'm sorry. I gotta blink. How do you hold your eyes open that long? Can you help me? Mm-mm. Not good. The thing with Pixar right now is that I think the only sequel that was, like, overwhelmingly good was Toy Story 2 and 3. After that, they've been kind of hit and miss. Like, Monsters University was okay. Cars 2 was bad. So this is now their their next kind of sequel. In, in the Cars in their 1 wasn't that great either, though. So. Yeah, that's true. Cars 1 wasn't that great. But um, that's why like, I'm, I'm excited for this one. But you know, I'm gonna like not just be over the top as I've been with like with their other films, you know. And Central Intelligence, I really have no interest in seeing. You know, I mean, I like I like The Rock, but uh, I, I'm I'm probably gonna skip that one. Well, is is that million dollar question? Why does Kevin Hart keep on getting work? We'll never know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I really don't get it. I really and now and now like. They apparently think this movie is going to succeed so so much that they they put them both on the Jumanji remake. Oh my god, that's so awful! I, I heard about that, and number one, why are they remaking Jumanji anyway? That's like, <laughs> it's just, first you have them doing a Three's Company film, which that's a film that should never be made ever, you no. know, because only one person could play Jack Tripper. Only and, one person and, could play every single character. Every single character, right? Person. Even Mr. Roper, like no, and Mr. Furley. No one can replace those people. No, no, they, they are those characters. Yeah, and now you have like I, I think like the same day I heard about the Jumanji thing, and that's just like like your unoriginality continues. You know, it's just, I mean, it's like that. On one hand, you kind of get it because like you know Jumanji has already a following of fans, so they think okay, it's a familiar title. You know, it's people are gonna come to see it. But at the same time, you know. When you put out original movies, people don't give them a chance, and then they fail. So you got to look at on the other side as well. That that that's, has to be like you know the reason why studios just always go with the safe bet because it's all about making money. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's all, it's always been about making money. I don't have a problem with remaking things in general because Hollywood's been remaking stuff for a while. I just want it to be. I just want there to be a good reason to remake something. Like I don't. We didn't need a Jumanji remake. There was no need for it. I don't think that there's going to be anything new added to this. And if you really just want to have The Rock and Kevin Hart do, like, silly antics for an hour and a half, they can do that in anything. So why does it have to be a remake, you know? Uh, I, I don't I don't get why we need and here And I'm not even a big fan of the original Jumanji. I mean, I saw it, and it was fine. And it, it, it was part of my childhood or whatever, and it, it was there. But it's not – it doesn't resonate with me like the other people. It's not like I'm upset that we're making it. But it's also kind of like, why do we need it? Why do we need a Jumanji remake? It just seems pointless. Pointless. To yes, point. perfect. Pointless. I was just about to say. It's, it's a pointless remake. But mm -hmm. whatever. Well, Finding Dory is not a pointless sequel. No. That, one, that one's going to make a lot of money. Gonna, and, yeah. Uh, but but you but yeah, Pixar. They, they, and it's funny how like it, it it all comes down to what have you done for me lately? Because they 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 should have the credibility to where we just know that it's gonna be a good movie, right? Because come on, it's Pixar. Yeah. But they had they've had had their first few misfires over the last two three years, 
And now it's like, wait a minute now. Now it used to be, a, it used to literally be a hundred percent for like the first decade they were making movies. And now it was like, okay, well maybe, you know, we're going to have another Monsters University or we're going to have another Cars 2. Uh, we'll see. But, um, no, good I, dinosaur. Yeah, good dinosaur. Then, oh man, I, and I had no buzz. Like absolutely no buzz. I was surprised. And, yeah, and and I remember when they went to the when when they started adding because uh, they added one more movie per year because they their gimmick used to be one a, one a year then they went for the summer and December, and I think that that's affected them a little bit and there was talk at that time that it was gonna affect them so that prophecy came true, but um, no we'll see what happens with this one but I, I, I'm definitely gonna take my nieces to go watch this one because it seems like a good movie and, and it's Pixar. I think so too. I think I think I'm, um, I mean I have reservations but I think you know just. Overall, Damn I think it's going to be yeah, great. Yeah. You know, I'm going to enjoy myself. The dummy's riding the motorcycle outside. <laughs> so now you go jump to next week, and it's going to be all about Independence Day Resurgence. I'm excited for this film. 20 years later. I can't believe it's been 20 years. Still going to take your father to the anniversary. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. On this day in 1996, the world escaped the clutches of extinction. Your father was the bravest man I've ever seen. We all lost someone we love. But in their sacrifice, we found the technology to build a stronger and safer Earth. Because our survival is only possible when we stand together. Distress call. Why are they screaming? They're not screaming. They're celebrating. They're coming back. It has its own gravity. What goes up must come down. Shouldn't we be nervous? Um, yeah. Our whole lives built up to this moment. It's touchdown over the Atlantic. Which part? All of it. Make them pay. Not going up there to make friends. We've got to remind them Earth is not for the taking. All fighters, evade, evade! I had years to get us ready. We're going down! We never had a chance. We didn't last time either. We convinced an entire generation that this is a battle that we could win. We sacrifice for each other, no matter what the cost. And that's worth fighting for. It's the 4th of July. So let's show them some fireworks. They like to get the landmarks. Twenty years later, so uh, I know, I know, a Draven, you've made your feelings known about that sequel. I think Adolfo isn't that excited for it as I am because I love the original. But uh, have at it. What do you guys think? Look, I'm excited okay. that Jeff Goldblum is in a is in a major motion picture. 
I'm excited for that. In 2016, yes. In 2016. He has been on video on demand purgatory for a while, yes. Yeah. So it's nice to see him back on the big screen. Or, or like, in, in, like in indie films, too. Like, he'll pop up in indie <laughs> films, too. But I love Jeff Goldblum. And I, 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 if, he, if he's making a fat paycheck out of this, I'm happy. Um, I, I like and, 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 and the Jew guy that plays his dad, too. Judd yeah. Hirsch. Yes, he's back. Judd Hirsch. Yeah. <laughs> Judd Hirsch. So uh, I, I do... I do um, I do enjoy that. Um, the, you know, it, it looks impressive as far as like special effects and spectacle and stuff goes. Rolling and I'll watch it. Back, right? Yeah, Emmerich and Devlin are back for this one, so. Yeah, and I'll watch it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna go see it. Uh, but I just feel like it's been so long that like I think the name value just kind of wore off. I I think this is a movie that should have been made, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, ten years, you know, twenty years later, uh, I don't know. I, I just I can't muster excitement for it right now. Okay, here's the deal. First of all, I feel like the well, the, uh, the fan base, we forgot why over the last, I would say the last five to eight years, this film has kind of achieved even more of a cult status, and that's because it's kind of it's kind of a goofy movie, yeah. right? And, and, and also, I, I still stand by my argument that the, the part one was very, very much a product of its time. And my biggest fear is that they're going to try to recreate part one with this one with the exact same, same of tone. And that's like a 90s tone all the way. You cannot get away with that anymore because now with the more cynical fan base on the Internet, this movie's going to get torn to shreds if it comes, if it comes to us with that, with that kind of tone. I mean, you can't have a, a, a drunken... Uh, what's the Dennis Quaid or what to say? Doesn't he say hippie Kaye? No, Randy Quaid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he say? No, that's John McClane. He says right? up yours. <laughs> see that pops me because of the time. But <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see that again. You know what I'm saying? So uh, no, it, it's it's the charm of this movie. It's in that it's 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 a goofy movie. It's 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 it, it was the first of its kind of those kind of films. Um, and and the, obviously one of the greatest trailers of all time, the teaser trailer for Independence Day 1 will go down as one of my favorite, definitely top five of all time. I agree. Uh, uh, and so um, I think this one needs to kind of be its own thing. And and, and, and to their credit, I think uh, they didn't use Independence Day 2 or, or ID4 2. It, it's Independence Day, but with a new title underneath it, which tells me it's almost like a, like, like, like a new beginning and hopefully it has a different kind of tone, a tone more suitable for this time. Now, I'm not saying it can't be wacky, but what I am saying is that it can't be 1996 Independence Day. And if they if they could do that if they could if they could walk that fine line, then this mo- this movie just might be a, a pretty good movie at the end of the day. So hopefully they do that. Yeah, I'm seeing here in the cast list that Brent Spiner is cast when I thought he died in the first one. So I'm gonna see how he pulls that. Oh, he's off. in the trailer. He's in the tra- both trailers. Oh really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. Even, I didn't even know. Yeah, he's in there. Is he the same character though? That's probably why. I, yeah, he's I didn't definitely notice. the same character. He's got like. He's getting a lab coat. He's got the goofy oh, glasses. He's got hair. It's definitely the same guy. I can't wait Unless to hear like, that explanation, it's twin bro. Brother or something, I can't man. wait to hear that shit. It's his twin brother. Or he's a clone. The only, thing, the only thing that Independence Day needs is like a real, like a leader of these aliens. Because that's, the, that's the what was missing from part one. We didn't have like an actual villain. Like a lead you know? heel. You know? Yeah, like a lead heel. That would be pretty cool if this one does have one. And do we know if it's the same aliens from Parwood getting paid back or it's a new aliens? <laughs> what, what's going on here? I mean, I've kind of avoided all of this, but um, 
because I know I know the big thing in the in the in the trailer is that the 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 ships are bigger, right? That, that, yeah. The sh- the shadows are like bigger and stuff. It's supposed to be the same because it's like they're the reinforcements from the ones from the original, supposedly. So. So it took them twenty years to 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 come for the reinforcements. Yeah, pretty much. Which I guess scientifically that would make sense if some physicists were to explain to you why, but yeah. But all right, all right, I'll. I'll <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So the reinforcement. <laughs> wait a minute. So the reinforcements had bigger ships and what I what I imagine is better technology than the than the original invaders. That, that that's the, that's where it's gonna that's, that's, what's gonna, say, that's gonna be wacky. <laughs> that's, that's the that's just the wackiness right there. Oh my lord. Okay, but uh, anyway, I I I'm excited for that. I, I'll be there in the in the front of the line for that. But yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, let's face it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see this movie. I'm not. I can't even pretend I'm not gonna see this movie. <laughs> Me too. It's just gonna be a good time, it, you know. And, and I, I just, I guess, I guess my thing is, is that, you know, with, with, I remember, you know, you were talking about that first trailer, the first trailer that they, the original one had, and you're right, it's one of the best like teasers of all time. And I just remember going into it the first time, and it just felt when I was sitting, I mean, I was 15 or 16 years old. No, I would have been 16. I was 16 years old. And it just felt like a some I was about to watch something special. There was so much hype for it, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, and I just I don't feel like I think we've been so overhyped since then with everything else. Like this is just another thing, you know. Well, well it's a, it's a different time with Aqua, so you gotta think about it. Like I mean, no, I get it. It just back I don't then know. We, we didn't have the resources we have now to be bombarded with like all this media. You know, either either you either you were watching it on TV. Or you were in the theater, and those were the only two ways you were gonna see any trailer that was gonna astonish. Now you could go online and watch it a hundred times, you know, and 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 it's, it's just gonna have less of an impact every time. If if you're on on Facebook, on Instagram, you're gonna you're gonna scroll, and somebody's gonna put it up on their on their wall, and then you're gonna see it that way. So you're constantly being bombarded with all these images, and so they lose a little bit of their value. I don't think that's an Independence Day problem. I think that's a just a problem in in general with entertainment. So um, that's why no movie's ever gonna be that that kind that big again. Plus, I think the other thing is that if you look at that year, like, compared to this year, we have so many huge major tentpole releases. I think in 96, you had Independence Day. I think you had the first Mission Impossible. And I think that was it, like, for that summer. I mean, they had other movies that summer, but I think as far as major, huge blockbusters, I think that was it. Right, and that was during the middle, you know, I, I would say 93 to 97, we're going through that renaissance with the CGI era. And and this was one of those movies that, that allowed you to see that, you know, like, oh, shit, what they just blew up the White House and it looks it looks perfect, you know. And, and so we, we weren't used to seeing that kind of special effects yet. Yeah, right. And uh, heading into the July 4th weekend, you have uh, three three films coming out. You have Purge Election Year, which I might just check out because I did like the second one. And I've already let it be known how much I hate the first one. But the second one surprised me. So I might. I might check out election year. Yeah. And, and, and it has Frank the Alpha Grillo on it. So that's I true. Like it. There you go. So that's enough reason to see it. Uh, you have The Legend of Tarzan coming out. And then you have the BFG, which is from Walt Disney, uh, um, adaptation of the doll children's book, which I've never read, by the way. I never even heard of it until I heard Disney was making it. So um, what do you guys think of this slate? 
I'm I'm gonna be there for the purge. I, I like the I like part two. I thought the third act kind of that's when it kind of fell apart for Got me. Wacky, but I, yeah. I I love how like you were seeing three stories of three different you know people trying to survive the night. Which is really what it's the, the franchise I thought was supposed to be when that when I saw the trailer for the first one and it ended up being you know what it was. So yeah, when the second yeah, so, one did that. I was very happy. So when I was watching the second one, um, I was very excited, right? I was just, uh, dude, I thought the story was very original. You know, you had this purge, and then you, you had um, the perspectives of three different, very, very different kind of people. One guy's out there taking revenge. One guy went out there voluntarily, uh, Frank Willow's character. You know, then you had the two girls trying to survive the night. And then you had the couple that I got stranded. I mean, yeah. I thought that was... And then the trailer was phenomenal, too. So, and then at the end of the third act, you know, this is a spoiler alert, even though it's been out for three years now or two years. Uh, at the end, when all those stories merge and then it gets modeled, that's when I was like, oh, man. And then you have fucking uh, Omar White from The Wire come out for no reason. He's blowing <laughs> up everything, you know, Chalky White. Um, yeah. So, so you know, it was, it was like, that's when I lost me. Now, what I don't like about... The, per, the new purge coming out somehow there it's like 17 years later like why the hell did they go that far like they all, all these characters look exactly the same they didn't even like age them. they didn't even age right <laughs> and so and so now i think it's 15 that's at 15 but it's like it would have been cool if it was like five years later you know so now so now pretty much now uh, it's going back to the thing about the first one which we hated where they got to keep people inside from coming inside the white house or whatever so i don't know how i feel about that and, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, that, that, that kind of turned me off right there. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan, they've tried to get over Tarzan for a while now. and Only Disney could do see. it, it seems. You know, <laughs> you know I, if, if there are two, like, public domain properties that I never, ever, ever, ever want to see again, literally ever, because they've been done and we don't need to ever fucking see them again, it's Tarzan <laughs> and it's Peter Pan. Just fucking stop with this. <laughs> like, I don't need to see more fucking properties with Tarzan and Peter Pan. Enough. They're, they're, they don't work in today's day and age. They don't. So just stop trying. Stop it. <laughs> Fuckers, well, stop it. They're going to try one more time on July 1st, Adolfo. I got news for you. No, fuck <laughs> that. It's gonna, you know, and you know what? I got news for you. It's going to, like, tank harder than, like, Lone Ranger tanked. Because no one's going to give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I don't give a shit about this. You know, even though Margot Robbie's in it, and you know she's gonna be wearing some skimpy outfits here, so but well, uh, yeah. Margot Robbie has had some good success so far. This is gonna be her first major disappointment. But this won't be the Margot Robbie movie I see this summer. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yesterday I was at a Monster Palooza all day, right? The little convention they had here, and we saw a lot of like Harley Quinns, and and I told my buddy, I'm like. After Suicide Squad, we're gonna see a bunch of these Harley Quinns running around, and they don't all look like Margot Robbie. So we're gonna some some of them are gonna be hits and some of them are gonna be misses, but we all have to suffer for that. So uh, we'll see what happens. But that's gonna be a very popular costume come Halloween. Very much so. I mean, I've already seen it a lot, like you know, past Halloween. But I, the influx for this year is gonna be insane. I can already tell. But so they, uh, the the BFG. Yeah. Isn't isn't that like best friends? The big Ooh. friendly giant, I think. Oh, the big friendly giant. I was like, I think uh, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That, that's not my demographic. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's Spielberg uh, doing Disney, which is never. Which is. Oh yeah, new, oh yeah, that's why Spielbergo's doing this. You're right. Yeah, which is a new, which is a new thing. Um, I just I saw the trailer for it and it's. 
I mean, I'm sure this is, uh, uh, you know, if this came out, you know, next year or two years from now when my daughter would be old enough to go to a movie, I'd be watching this. But I'm probably going to skip this one unless oh, it gets I, oh, like. And now Spielberg's new boy, Mark Rylance, is in this too. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> uh, now, if it's, um, you know, if I hear that it gets like really great reviews or something, I might go see it. But I, I don't. This, it's not doing anything for me. Yeah, same here. Nothing for me. I always get. I'm not sure about you guys because I go to the movies by myself a lot. Um, do you ever feel weird going to like a kids movie by yourself? I, I don't really do, do that I, much, I, but I, I to be honest, that. no. Because I feel like I feel like like whenever I buy a ticket to like uh, uh, a kids movie, like I feel like the the cashier is always like looking at me like I'm a creep or something. So she's looking <laughs> at you like the like the cashier did to Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, kind of, right? When, so, she asked, so, when he asked for the chuckles and the goobers. So like, if I if I know, because like, I, I hear that. Uh, I'm popping them right now, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get a get a ticket for Zootopia and say, "Can I have some chuckles?" Um, no, but the but uh, so whenever I see them, like I go when I go see a, like a kids movie like that, I'm I'm gonna I usually just go like at a random night in the like like a late showing on like a weekday night when I know kids aren't gonna be there because like I feel like it's it it it, it cuts down the creep factor <laughs> because like every time I go, I feel like I'm I just feel like a creepy old man in this kids movie. I don't know. The last time I think I went to see a kids movie by myself was when I went to see uh, the double feature of Toy Stories one and two when they had it in 3D and the lady was very nice about it. She goes, "Oh, don't worry about it. I see th- I see kids movies by myself all the time too," you know. And I'm like, "Okay, cool." You know? so, uh, that, see, I, I can't wait for my daughter. Like, I, I, I I didn't even say anything to her, and she just said randomly, "She's like, oh, don't worry about it. I see things all the time by myself too." So, uh, okay. <laughs> she, I, I, I had no inclination that I felt weird about it, and she just just she just said it. So. Because it's weird. It, it is kind of uh, weird to see like a grown man like to go go to like see a kids movie. You know, it's it's it is kind of an odd thing. And this so was like in 07 I, or 08, I think. Yeah. I so younger. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be excited and like you know, she, she's too young now. I'd say like in two years, whenever my daughter is like old enough to go to the movies, like whenever I can go to see these movies and not have to worry about people judging me. <laughs> Even if she don't want to see it, you're like, we're going to go see it. You're going to go with me. You're going to go, damn it. <laughs> that, that, that's, what, that's what I do with my nieces. I have I have an eight-year-old, so I just grab whenever I want to see a movie that she's not interested, she's still going with her. She likes to or not because uh, I, I don't want that creep factor to be, you know. But, uh, yeah, that, 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 that is funny, uh, Mark, your story. It's like something other, like a Louis C.K. skit or something. Exactly, like that. right? <laughs> exactly. That, that's actually pretty – that's a perfect description, I think. But uh... So, so – um, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen a kids movie by myself. I don't think ever. But uh, July eighth, like moving on. July eighth is really is more for the kids. You have the Secret Life of Pets, which is the uh, from Illumination, who does like the the Despicable Me and the Minions, those types of movies. Is it Louis C.K. in this? Yes, he is. He's one of the voices. Eric Stone Street, Kevin Hart, Albert Bro- oh, Albert Brooks. All right, the Alpha level just shot up like ten times right now. Yeah, oh, so but Albert Brooks, Brooks has it- two movies coming out this year. Two kids movies coming out. Oh, which is which is the other one? Well, is it, it? He's Marlin in Finding Dory, isn't he? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot he's in this. Yeah, Finding Finding Dory. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that one. But uh, yeah, two kids movies in the same summer. It's crazy. Yeah, and then you have that uh, that. And, and, and Kevin Hart is back to to. Kevin Hart is back. Yep, but Steve Coogan's <laughs> in this too. So and Dana Carvey. So I'm happy about that. And then you have a uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates with Zac Efron. Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza, uh, which is tw- I saw the trailer for that. Eh, it's just tweener, like that's tweener, babe. That's for the tweeners. Yeah, pretty much. 
Now, July 15th, Ghostbusters. That's okay, she seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, Doctor of Particle Physics. Ah! That's stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Erin, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. Uh, you didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? There's a bigger picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. I feel like we we talked enough. We talked about, about it, it enough, I think. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna go see it. I, I, I so you're I, saying, so you're right now. You're gonna say you're not gonna go see it at all. You're not I don't think because I have no reason to. Like, it doesn't interest me in the least. Here, here's here's how I'm gonna see it. If it gets like really good reviews, I'm gonna be like, well, now I have to see what's going on with this. Or if it gets horrible reviews, and I'm gonna and I want to see how bad it is. But if it's like in the middle. It's going to be like, eh, I don't want to see that. Which I have a feeling is going to be like in the middle. Yeah, but also if it gets really horrible reviews, I could totally see it. Like, I, I could already see why from the trailer. So I might, I might just wait for like a rent or something. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a... That's hilarious. Oh, my God. So funny. What is the Melissa McCarthy trailer? is our national treasure. That's a, a, a biopic, I think. Brian Cranston's in it. He's playing like a, a DEA agent. It's supposed to be based on a true story, which is ironic, <laughs> right? About he he infiltrated like Escobar's like cartel or something, which in itself is an interesting story. So All I'm right, check so this out. so Pablo Escobar is up there with Peter Pan and Tarzan. How many stories have I seen of either infiltrating Pablo Escobar, sleeping with Pablo Escobar, being Pablo Escobar? <laughs> like, that 
<laughs> God damn. Uh, Oliver Stone was obsessed with him for a while there, too. <laughs> Everybody is, you know, Jesus. There's other drug traffickers out there that have a good story, too. It's not just Pablo Escobar over and over. <laughs> El Chapo will be the next one. That, there you go. That's a movie worth talking right there. <laughs> Uh, next week, the uh, July twenty second weekend. You well, have... anyways, I'm I'm looking forward for this. It's, Me, with it's all that, with all that said, I will watch a, another fucking Pablo Escobar movie. You have Brian Cranston, Diane Kruger, Benjamin Brad, John Leguizamo. That's a good cast. So I'm I'm definitely gonna. Benjamin Brad is still making movies. Apparently so, and he has <laughs> well, an age today. So. Well, whenever you need like a drug trafficker, he's the one you call. You know. Or or, or like a uh, like a. Uh, drug trafficker agent, like a DEA guy. I'm sure that's what yeah. he's playing. So, <laughs> anyway, so then the weekend of the 22nd, you have Star Trek Beyond, you have the new Ice Age Collusion Course, and that's pretty much it. So, uh, I'm I don't know. I'm not really feeling the Star Trek anymore. I, I liked Into Darkness, but then that kind that movie kind of got like played out I mean, over time. Ice so. Age has there been? This like the fifth or sixth one. No, why are there so many Ice Age movies? <laughs> There's so many. I've, I have yet to see one of them. I, I literally have not seen one. Well, they're teasing this is the last one, but you know what movies, like, it, you never I, know. So. I, I, how how many that. more Ice Age? Are there more Ice Age movies or more Land Before Time movies at this point? No, Land Before Time is like yeah, 20 still. of them. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. But, well, it's, but, it's, but, but to their credit, Land Before Time has a lot of, like, straight to TV. You know, they have Ice Age, they get the big treatment every time out, and I don't get it. I guess they make money. They, Those they are the best. Ben Stiller's behind those, right? He's the one that that is it, is it this one? Yeah, I think it is. The, uh, the Ice Age films. Um, I thought it was. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know if he's like behind making them, but I know he's not in them. Oh, that's, he's not uh, in them. Ray okay. Romano is in these. And Ray Romano. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything Dennis Leary is in is good because I like yeah. that guy. <laughs> right. But then, uh, but again, with Star Trek, I don't know. I'm not really feeling. See this one, I mean, I mean, I'll probably go see it still because it might surprise me, but I don't know. I'm not. I really, just like, feel there's excited. something, you know. I feel that there's something wrong because, you know, it's we're two months out, three months out from the Star Trek movie, and we still only have the one trailer. Right. Like we're, you know, look at Civil War, look at Star Force Awakens, look at all these other big movies that, you know, they had multiple trailers leading up to it, and we still have only seen the one Star Trek trailer. I don't. I feel like that's not a good sign like they're still editing it or they're still messing with it or or whatever you know like it, i feel like they're still and i don't know i, I like the first two star trek the new the two new star trek movies uh in this new universe or whatever you want to call it um but i just i don't feel this trailer there's only one part in the trailer that's actually kind of uh fun is whenever the uh you know, whenever uh, Bones says, you know, at least we'll die together, then Spock disappears on him. I thought that's actually kind of pretty <laughs> yeah, funny. That, that, that's that, a good that, one. You're that right. is pretty funny. That is but funny. Um, uh, the rest of it, it's like, well, okay, I'm watching a Beastie Boys video, and I like this song, but you can't fool me into thinking that it's going to be a good movie because the song is cool, you know? So, like, eh, I'm... Eh. I don't know. I'm, I'm, well, well, it has it has uh, James Wan in it, not James Wan, James Justin, Wan. Yeah. Justin Wan. Justin Wan. Justin. 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 Justin Lin. Justin Lin. Justin Lin. Hey, one yeah. of those. One of those. And he was in the. Subject name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the, uh, the the Fast and the Furious series, so I mean, I guess they they rely on this guy to kind of you know give it another jolt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you could tell because they threw in a motorcycle chase in a Star Trek movie, which makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I, no, the Star Trek fanboys are are not happy about this movie so far. Really? 
Oh, because they hate the, the Star Trek fanboys hate the new movies because they're very action oriented, and Star Trek's never been about action. It's been about you know science and exploration and adventure, but not not about actual action. Um, so like they, they hate these new ones, and this one seems really action heavy. So uh, they're 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 already railing against it. Well, I didn't like part two, but I like part one. Yeah, I like part two also, but it, it, to me, it's it's, it's like uh, Age of Ultron, where it's like I've, no, I I, I really have no like desire it. to see it. Yeah, I didn't like part two. Oh, you didn't like part two? Okay. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know I I initially liked it, but I have no desire to see, it, even though I own it. I don't think I've watched it this once. So uh, I, 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 you know, the, the part two, I like it up until like the third act. I think it falls apart in the third act. Mm. Uh, up until the the twist that everybody knew going into the movie. Is that what you're that talking kept, about? That JJ kept denying, right? <laughs> like, yeah. well, saying, not he's even not con. He's not con. I'm I'm fine with him being con. I think my my problem was that. Once they they then they tried to do the end of Star Trek Two again, and then yeah. and then they went for another like twenty minutes with with Spock chasing Khan and this stupid stupid chase throughout the city and the and uh, uh, it, it did kind of lose me so um yeah whatever Star <laughs> Trek <2's> better <laughs> anyway and to wrap up July you have two movies Bad Moms which is going to be like the the female driven you know female bait I should say. Uh, film of the weekend, like the raunchy female comedy, and then you have Jason Bourne with Matt Damon coming back to the role. So now, it was just called Jason Bourne. <laughs> it's just called Jason Bourne. Yep. I know who I am. When we have finished with you, you'll no longer be yourself. everything doesn't mean you know everything tell me it's just been hacked could be worse than Snowden facial recognition got a hit Jesus Christ that's Jason Bourne why would it come back now There's a demonstration in front of the Greek parliament building. I think she'll use it as cover. They tracked you. We gotta move. He's seen things. He knows things. What if he's not coming for us? What if it's something else? I volunteered because of a lie. This is Jason Bourne. I need to talk. 32 kills. People are safer because of what you did.
I mean, I like what? Though. What the born? What would you say? Like the born return? The born? I don't know. Jason Bourne returns or Jason Bourne lives, whatever. Oh, the the Bourne, Bourne, Bourne franchise. Yeah, the Bourne Bourne. That's what I would the call Bourne it. The Bourne Bourne. There you go. I'm already tired of this fucking franchise. <laughs> you know, I... I mean, so, uh, Ultimatum I, was a nice ending. To, if it was going to be a trilogy, this, that was a nice ending to it. That's the know? thing. Like, I'm... I've I've been so negative on the show because it sounds like I'm not looking forward to anything, but like it's just I I like the first three Bourne movies. I thought the one with with freaking Hawkeye sucked, but I, like, <laughs> I didn't even see that one yet. No, that was terrible. Don't watch it. But the the other three <laughs> I I think are really legitimately good movies, but I it had a good end. Like Ultimatum tied it up. We didn't. We're done. Exactly. We're done. We didn't need to see another one. It, it's done. Like, I mean, I get it. You're gonna make a lot of money out of this, but. We don't need to see it, you know. It's, it's like that. It's like that joke they did in Twenty Two Jump Street, where uh, there was that one movie where they replaced them. They replaced the uh, who was it? A uh, Jonah Hill, I think. They replaced them with uh, with Seth Rogen. Yes. And, that's and, right. and then they came back for Part Twenty Four, and they're like, "Hey, don't you look different?" Nah, man, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still but me. But <laughs> but but is Jonah Hill back? And so, so so I think what ended up happening was that um, they they so they ended the original trilogy. Then they brought in uh, uh, Jeremy Renner to start a new trilogy. That that got over like crotch rock. So, then, <laughs> so, so, so then they, they told Jason Bourne, or not Jason Bourne, fucking Matt Damon, hey, well, come he back. Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so then they, it's okay, come back because this guy didn't work out. So he just came back like nothing. So I, I guarantee you we're supposed to forget that, that the Jeremy Renner would ever happen. Watch. You'll see when you watch the movie. It's just gonna continue from from Born Ultimatum all the way through to the Jason Bourne. Oh, I guarantee. Yeah, I guarantee they're not gonna even mention it once. Mm. So, so uh, that's what happens in Hollywood sometimes, man. Sometimes they try to start over new fra- the same franchise with a with a with a new actor. It doesn't work out. They just bring the old one back. The only time that's ever worked is in like James Bond movies and superhero movies. Like I can't think of other times that the, that it works when you change the main character. Now, is it, now well, fa- fa- well, the Fast and the Furious kind of—they kind of—they they would they would go in and out in the first four. Like some Vin Diesel was yeah. there, some, some Paul Walker was yes. there, so they would tag in and out. But the 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 core the core ones from the first one were always there at one point or another. Yeah, but by the time Fast Five came out, they tied them all together anyway. Like, and, and that's why, as a mark of that franchise, that was, that's why that one made a lot of money, and it was so cool because that was like they, they they brought all of them together as a group for the first time, and that's what made it awesome. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So, so, um, but, but yeah, but, but actually replacing somebody and not having any connection to the original that that never works. You're right. I don't, I don't think of anything. Now maybe it's just me because you brought up the uh, the the scene from uh, Twenty Two Jump Street, but. MIB 23, I mean that's a little too wacky for my taste. It just seems like so out of out of nowhere. You know? you know what? I have nothing against that because because I think the writing for the 21 Jump Street movies is, is phenomenal. Oh, I, I think, agree. I love those movies. I, I, I mean, I think th- those movies are they're they are written by by people that that love movies and stuff. You could just tell, right? Yeah. And, and and I and I have no problem with uh, with with getting wacky like that. The only thing that bothers me is that you know there's scripts on their on their on their desk that should have this kind of budget or this kind of attention, and they decide to do this parody kind of movie instead. Of, and it's not really a parody movie, but you know what I mean. And instead of like focusing on on something original, you know, it's like that. That's the thing that bothers me is that why don't you just do? Uh, you have like a hundred scripts sitting there of good stuff, and you're just gonna do this and waste a you're slot. You're gonna take Men in Black and. Cross them over with 20, 21 Jump Street. That's yeah. That's uh, it's just again, it's just so so out 
out of nowhere and so like wacky that it, it, I'm kind of taken aback by it in a way. You know, it's just and th- and those films are different tones. Like there is no way that that Twenty One Jump Street could be anything but rated R. It has to be rated R, or else right. it loses its charm. Oh, it loses you're right. Its yeah, you're you absolutely know? right. So I think if, if they're gonna do a Men in Black, also it's gonna be PG thirteen. It's gonna suck. You know, because they can't uh, do the humor that Twenty One Jump Street is normally known for. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway. Oh, or the I love <laughs> I gotta watch that one again. I love Twenty Two Jump Street when it's a whole the, the the whole punchline is that they're making fun of themselves. Themselves, yes, make, the whole time. For making yes. the same movie over again. <laughs> and they move across the street from. Tw- <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, we don't we, we don't have the budget to get a bigger office this time around. All right. You know, little little things like that all throughout the whole movie. The, the word uh, um, Nick Offerman goes like, you know, the, the Koreans bought back the church, so I you read a new address now, and let me see if I can find it. Uh, what's the new address? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty two. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so the weekend after Jason Bourne, we're into August now, and it's gonna be all about Suicide Squad. And I'm I'm pretty pumped for this, despite DC's latest offering. Um, I'm kind of excited for this one, so we'll see what happens. Is this the real life? Let me have it, Donald, please. Let me have it, Donald. Is this just fantasy? Come on! Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. Was this a cheerleading trials? Deadshot. Uh, shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. To do something that'll get you killed. Let's go save the world. I can't wait to show you my toys. Let's do something fun. you people we're bad guys it's what we do really i've been on this one since it first got announced man just because of the cast you know yeah I mean, the I'm, cast right oh I'm my god jared Le- yeah. I, I can i am very it's, it's, it's curious about jared leto movie, man Jared Leto in the trailers looks good, but like I'm very curious as to his uh, his Joker portrayal. Like that's the thing that's drawing me right now. 
Remember, we've already we've already set the addendum here though. As alpha and as awesome as this entire cast is, Jai Courtney has the whole negativity. Jai Court and he just brings him, it down. Him by himself. <laughs> I forgot top. Jai Courtney was in it because I remember in the trailer when they showed him and it said Jai Courtney. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's in this. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but <laughs> how is uh, it still getting I've, work? I've really enjoyed their uh, yeah. Jai Courtney's the black hole of charisma. But uh, but I, I, I mean I'm not gonna let it bother me too much because unless he's like in every single shot and every single scene, uh, well, I don't think he's he's very prominent in the trailer though, which concerns. He is prominent in the trailer. That's true. But but I'm, I'm hoping the ensemble element will kind of drown him out a little bit. But I, I have enjoyed almost all the trailers so far, which are like set to like uh, rock, like old classic rock songs, like the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, the Ballroom Blitz trailer. Those what was the other? Did the other one have a? The original one have a, a song to it or not? I don't think so. No, maybe I not. Those but, but the last two have been really cool. Yes, they had the popular, uh, pop the pop culture song. Yeah. But yeah, no. I, I, I mean the dialogue from what I've heard is pretty good. It's not, you know, uh, it, it seems like a good, like a very, very good movie. Um, I don't know why Tom Hardy keeps on being credited on this because he he's not even in the movie, but they keep they keep they forget to keep uh, putting him out. He's, he he was replaced. Um. Uh, let's see. Well, Will Smith now. It might be the Will Smith show because Will Smith never does a movie unless it's the Will Smith show. So uh, I'm kind of hoping <laughs> we're, we're wrong about that. Remember, he chose this over Independence Day. So, And also, did you know that he didn't want to play Django because he didn't get to kill uh, Kelvin Candy? I heard about that, yeah. yeah, yeah Tar- Tarantino was pissed off about that because uh, he was like, if I don't kill Kelvin Candy, I'm not in your movie. And then Tarantino was like, you don't understand. You're, this movie's still about you. But he's like, no. So I did that. That's what ended up, you know. That's why they went their separate ways, and then they brought in Jamie Fox. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, he's very he's known for that. If it doesn't revolve around him, he's very very picky about what he does. But well, I I wonder. I I have to wonder though for this one though if he's changed his tune because he needs a little. He needs to he needs to work on the Will Smith brand a little bit, you know. And he's got a. He's got to repair that because that that brand is a little messed up, right? Is it's not great right now because he hasn't well, had a hit. He hasn't had a hit in a long time, you know. And and maybe just playing a team player in this movie is what he needs. Well, well, let, let's be real about it. Whether he wants to or not, Margot Robbie's going to get all the attention in this movie. Oh, absolutely. And and, and that and and, and Jared that, Leto, they're both going to outshine him. Yes, exactly. And that that might not have been the original uh, uh, idea, but that's how it turned out. And and um. You know, again, you still have some very good actors behind him. You know, you have uh, like Viola Davis. I guess Viola Davis is the person that brings them all together. From the I noticed from the trailer. Yeah, she's um, gonna be the Sam Jackson in the Marvel movies, basically. Yeah, uh, it has Joe Kinnaman from The Killing, great actor. Um, he was also he was also in the latest season of House of Cards, um, and, and um, he plays the he plays the guy that's trying to keep them under control. He plays the, the, the guy that, that that's that his task is to keep the Suicide Squad at bay and not let them get too crazy. And then you see in the trailers that they're kind of giving him a hard time sometimes, which is going to probably lead to some some very wacky comical situations. Um, uh, you know, you have Maggie Grace in here from uh, from um, the Taken movies. She plays the daughter, even though she's in her 30s. Um, <laughs> how many times does this broad get in trouble? I, I don't actually. And the third one is her job to go save her dad. I forgot yes. about that. That's how right. stupid it got. Uh, and then she was also in Lost. You know, people remember her from Lost. She, she's been around. She's got her little resume. Uh, the Jai Corny, you know, the less said about him, the better. The better, yeah. Um, so, so this is a very, very good cast. You know, just 
acting wise, it's a it's a very polished cast, and um, this is probably the the one that I'm looking forward to. This one and and the um, the uh, Captain America movie are the ones that I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, now, the, me too. Same here. Now let me, uh, Dravy. Let me ask you because uh, you weren't on for our, our last episode when we did Batman Superman. What are your thoughts on that one? Well, I saw it twice. I, I saw it. Uh, God, why? Well, <laughs> well, the thing is that well, actually, because I, I was uh, when I went to WrestleMania, um, one of my buddies there had not seen it, so he, I was staying at his house. So I said, you know what? I'll treat you. Let's go watch the movie. And I said, thank you for you letting me, you know, crash here. So that's how I had. That's how I saw it twice. Uh, and um, you know, it wasn't as bad the second time. I'll be honest with you. Like it just, it just. It wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad. Like, what is it about it the second time? Like, what changed for you that made it more tolerable? That's that's what I'm. Curious well, about. well, for one thing, I understood that the 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 dream sequences a little better. Like, like now that I that I saw Batman's character throughout the entire movie, like I kind of understood why. Not that this go this might still go against the original character. That's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is that in in the self-contained movie, I understood why he was having these nightmares. Um, and that made it better because there's three nightmare scenes in this movie. That's a lot. And, yeah. and if, you, if you don't understand that, it's gonna affect your, your you know, you, you're gonna kind of, it's gonna affect your your enjoyment of the movie. But there's a lot of things that still didn't make no sense, especially <laughs> what what comes off even worse the second time. And just like the, you know, you get douche shields, is uh, why they stop fighting, why Batman doesn't kill Martha. Her. Uh, Martha. Like, like I was like, oh, how do you know that name? That that's so bad, you know. <laughs> and then also um Jesse Eisenberg uh, too I'm sure. That's uh that's uh really Okay, bad. okay, okay, okay. Now, here's a, here's the thing about Jesse Eisenberg. This, it hit me the second time. The only reason that he was there is because they wanted him there and they understood he was going to bring that to the role. So to me, it was it wasn't his decision to play it like that. It was somebody, either Zack Snyder or one of the producers. Like, yeah, but it's like why? Yeah, but, but it, like you're absolutely right. It, the blame goes to Snyder, but it's like why though? Why make him like that? It's just it didn't make any sense. Oh, jeez, let's just get started on that again. But maybe he's th- he was thinking more of like an evolution into the, the the modern day Lex Luthor because at the end he's not as wacky. I hope that's what it is. Yeah. Even though he does scream like about the dark night, the darkness coming and all that stuff. Um, now it seemed a little longer the second time. That's another thing. Like oh, it just that's never good. wouldn't end. That's this fucking movie just wouldn't end. Uh, but I don't know. I thought I, I it, okay. One of the things that I've always said is that it was entertaining. That that I'll give it that. Like I, like I, the the act, especially the action scene at the end with Doomsday. Even though Doomsday, you know, it wasn't. From what I understand, that's not the real Doomsday at all. Like that's not really how he should have been portrayed. So um, that's pretty much it. I mean, it still sucked though. It just didn't <laughs> suck. It just sucked as much as that the first time. And uh, it's looking like, you know, even though, like, I mean, the the cat's been out of the bag for a while, that Ben Affleck's going to have a role in Suicide Squad I'm, as Batman, I'm sure. So that I'm also kind of curious about as to how they uh, they kind of squeeze him in there, too. Well, I'm curious as to how they calm him down, because if this is going on in Gotham, he's got to be involved, but he can't be involved too long because it's not his movie. Right. So how the hell they get, unless it's not in Gotham, it's probably somewhere else. Who knows? Yeah, but then if it's somewhere else, why is he even there? That you know. That's, that's <laughs> maybe they'll show him. Maybe they'll just show him like watching the news or something, and he he sees that these guys are causing havoc somewhere else. And he's like, so oh, he's well, watching right. the news in between, looking at the the LexCorp files of Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Aquaman with with their logo, by the way. With their logos, that. exactly. We brought that up too. With their logos. He, you know, you know, one thing I really hope that um, 
Civil War has is about a five minute sequence where everything just stops and Captain America just watches YouTube videos for about five minutes. That's what I really want. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully not. But uh, now uh, next week after Suicide Squad, you have you have a couple. You have Peach Dragon, which is another unnecessary remake from Disney. Because okay, here's the thing: Peach Dragon is like half animated, half live action, and I'm assuming this is going to be the same thing. You already have that in the original, so why are you remaking it? Uh, and that's that's not even like a a, a popular title anyway. No, like, see, I'm that's not even that's you know? not even the worst one, dude. So in in this whole like Disney thing where they keep remaking their old animated films into live action, like the one that makes the least sense is that they're remaking Dumbo with Tim which is Burton all, with which Tim Burton, all, bro, which is all talking animals, right? So if it's all talking animals and you're making a live action version of it, it means you're gonna have to make those animals CGI. So then why even make it in the first place? Because it's gonna just gonna be another animated movie. Exactly, but I'm I'm yeah. very I'm very looking forward to seeing the twisty trees in Dumbo because I haven't seen that in the cartoon. So he Tim Burton has, has, Tim Tim has been a hack for years. <laughs> that guy, I'm tired of that guy. I can't and, and, and believe me, I mean, he was one of my heroes growing up. I mean, believe I mean my generation, Adolfo's generation, we had the real Tim Burton, the guy that had some balls, the guy that revolutionized the way he hit his sets. You know, everything was so cool. But he has like four fucking classics in a row for crying out loud. Yeah. And, and and then he just over the last ten to fifteen years, he just stopped giving a fuck. And then he hasn't I mean, done anything good. What was the what? last great Tim Burton movie? Like I I can't think of one. So, so Beetlejuice, Batman, Pee Wee's, uh, Pee Wee. Uh, what else? Just classic after classic, dude. I think Ed, Returns, I think, is a classic. I don't know if I think, agree, I think but... Ed Wood was the last great... Ed Wood, that's another good one, yeah. All right, what was after Ed Wood? Mars right, Attacks. Now, I'm going to look this fucker up now. Hold on. Mars Attacks <laughs> after Ed Wood, which I kind of like Mars Attacks, but it's not a good movie. No, it's not a good movie. I, but it's... You know you know what? Mars Attacks is one of the movies that I want to be in denial of, but I kind of know it's not a good movie, but I want to believe it is, but it's not really a good movie. No, it's not, but it's. Uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to lie and say I, I liked it when I watched it. Um, but it is a terrible movie. Uh, and then after that, I can't think of anything. It's the Pee Wee, Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns. Classic, classic. That's yes. five classics right there. Nightmare Before Christmas, another classic. Yeah, there yep. you go. There you go. Ed Wood. Yeah, Mars Attacks. Yeah. Okay, what happened? Go out, pick it up after Mars Attacks. Uh, you have Sleepy Hollow, which I don't really. Yeah, that's all right. It's, it's all okay. right. Yeah. Okay. That, that, the apes. That, that, okay, okay. Sleepy Hollow is where he started his love affair with the with the trees and all that. How you see them now? That's where it started right there. With well, the I think it started with Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that started. That that's true. That's true. But but more of in a live action setting. Yeah. Uh, and then after Sleepy Hollow, what was it? Sleepy Hollow, uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, oh that's oh. a horrible fuck. Oh. That's the worst. That's terrible movie. Oh, then you have Big Fish. Then that was okay. That's all right. That was okay. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Horrible. Uh, Corpse Bride. Uh, I didn't okay. really like it. Uh, Sweeney that Todd. Okay. Sweeney Todd was okay, too. Sweeney Todd was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then uh, Nine, which I've never seen. I've never even seen that one. That's an animated film, I think. Nine? Nine, huh. yeah. And then he did Alice in Wonderland after that, Dark Shadows. Suck, uh, suck. Uh, Frank and Weenie, which I heard was good. I like and then Big Eyes. I like Big Eyes. I think is he doing uh, the second Alice movie? I don't know if he's directing it though, but I think he's involved. He, yeah, he, so is. he is. He's pre-produced it. Okay, yeah, so he's involved in the second Alice movie as well. But he usually, usually, 
So here's the thing. So looking at that list, you 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 it, it's front loaded with classics like the like Batman and Beetlejuice and Pee Wee and Edward Scissorhands and Ed Wood, and then the second half is the best you can say is eh, it was okay, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't have any. Like, and then there's a lot of sucks in there. Yeah. Like, after Ed Wood, there's nothing great. And like the best you have is like eh, it was fine. Pretty much. Either it's really bad or it's okay. You know, <laughs> that's all you get with him. Well, that, we, we, do have, we do have the Beetlejuice sequel rumors, which I hope they're true. I hope they're true as well, because anything for, uh, like like Adolfo said, uh, anything for a payday for Michael Keaton, you know? Beetle guys, bro. Remember, in that movie, he's never called Beetlejuice, ever. You'll never hear the word Beetlejuice in that entire movie, which which is part of the Tim Burton humor when he had balls. It's always Beetle guys. When he had balls, right? <laughs> that's, that's good. It's Beetle guys, bro. And I remember the, uh, and then the cartoon was a classic, too, back in the day when I was... I think when I when I was like five or six or so, it was it was on Fox, and I used to watch that like every afternoon when I came home. I remember, I remember that cartoon. Yeah, that, 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 those are the days, man. <laughs> um, so that same weekend as Peach Dragon, you have Sausage. Oh, Party. You're, you're you're gonna have you're gonna make a double blow another gasket as if he has any more to blow on. You have because uh, Ben, ben Hur is coming out in that week. Oh, yeah, Jesus. It's the, I think it's the week <laughs> after. It's the week after, but right, the the same weekend as Peach Dragon, you have Sausage Party, which is the uh, Seth Rogen animated film with all his buddies. I saw that movie so. and it looks incredible, bro. Uh, that's another movie I'm looking forward to because it's like one of those. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Peter Jackson's Meet the Feebles, where it's like Sesame Street, but they're it's like the most violent, fucking horrific movie you would ever no, see. No, I haven't, I'm, but I'm gonna check that out now. That's so yeah, it's it's a great fucking movie. That's Talk about a guy that also got his balls chopped off. That's when Peter Jackson had balls. Yeah, um, but yeah I mean, he, he he basically admitted that he didn't even want to do the Hobbit movies, but he made them anyway. So like, like, and those Hobbit movies were not good. Yeah, there's three films that that the the, the, the holy trilogy of Peter Jackson of, for any genre fan is Bad Taste, Dead Alive, and Meet Dead the Alive. Though those three movies are fucking awesome, and everybody That's that enjoys the life. movies with Australian humor should watch them. Um, I love that a lot. It's a great movie. Yeah, I, I like when uh, when uh, when what's his name the the main character's mom meets the dog and then his girlfriend's like, your mother ain't my dog. <laughs> just 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 the delivery of it, you know. Uh, it, put it this way, it has a priest who starts beating up zombies. That's all you need to know with karate. Um, but yeah, people should check out that a lot. But but uh, Sausage Party has that kind of vibe where it's like. The whole thing about it is like a kids movie, but it's like very, very like uh, it has a lot of like vulgar, very raunchy, yeah, raunchy and stuff. So, so I'm looking forward to it, and, yeah, and it has like out. Seth Rogen's involved, and those, those that that whole crew's involved. Yeah, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg are the writers, so you know that that should be interesting. And but then I mean, the week after that is the I mean, it ain't, gonna, it ain't gonna make no money because movies like that usually don't because they're like more for the niche niche yeah. fans. But I'll be there. I'll see it. Yeah. The week after that, though, is Ben-Hur, which I probably will not be seeing in protest. So uh, I, I don't know if Dolphin's going to do the same thing. <laughs> I'm not watching that piece of shit. Come well, on. We'll, just, we'll just throw on the original. That's, well, why would you even want to yeah, watch yeah. this? Yeah, so one? that Friday I'm just going to throw on the original. Yeah, well, technically not the original, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah well, like the, 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 well, famous well, well, no, the famous one, yeah. Actually, I'll even throw on the original. I'll, I'll track that down, watch that one and the, <laughs> the Charlton Heston one. It would be better than this one. And then you have uh, the other, like, kind of major release that weekend. It's called War Dogs from Todd Phillips, which is his latest, you know, the Hangover uh, director. Um, you have uh, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller in this one. So I saw the trailer for this, like, a couple months back during whatever movie I went to see. I mean, it looks okay, but I don't know. If I'm not I'm not really sold on it yet. 
I don't know, Todd Phillips has lost a lot of uh, a lot of my trust. <laughs> so, yeah, not interested. War, War Dog seems more like a like a dramatic comedy than a straight out comedy, though. From right. what I saw in the trailer, and and, uh, and it's based on a true story, which always interests me. So, um, I w- I won't pay for it, but I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one I'm gonna see eventually as well. And uh... is he trying? Is it? Is he trying to do the? Uh, 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 what's that guy's name who did? Um... The guy who did uh, Anchorman and then went on to do The Big Short. What's that dude's name? Oh, um, I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, but but no, no, this is still more on the comedic uh, side. Adam McKay. Adam, Adam McKay. McKay, thank you. No, this is still more on the comedic side. All right. And then for the last week uh, weekend of August, you have uh, Mechanic Resurrection. Now, I never saw the first Mechanic one movie with Jason Statham, but well, I don't know. Technically, that was a remake, too. <laughs> it was a remake of Charles film. Ah, but there's a sequel coming, Mechanic Resurrection. So for all those so Statham so fans, I guess so so I guess August is the sequel, the the the, the Statham sequel months because last year we had the Transporter, uh, uh, sequel without Statham. So I guess that's the new thing now. Yeah, because he was too busy doing the Fast movies, Fast and Furious movies. Last, la- yeah, because because last year we had Trans uh, the Transporter three, I think it's called. Uh, it was around this time. And now we're going to have the mechanic, Resurrection. So, um... Now, uh, the other movie on Peg for that weekend, Hands of Stone, I don't know if I told you guys, maybe because I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> if that's the case, I might cut this part out. But that time I went to see that secret movie for that screening and they asked us the questions afterward, that's the one. That's the one that I saw with uh, Robert De Niro, Ellen Barkin was in this, Edgar Ramirez. What I want to know is, does it have Rodney Garvin in it? Unfortunately, <laughs> no, it does not have Ronnie Garvin in it. That's what's missing. Stole, you totally stole my joke. I was going to say it, but I was going to be like, you'll get over like crotch rot, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> like three people listening to this got that joke. Pretty much. That, that, that's the mystery movie, though, that uh, that I went to see. So uh, that's I'm glad it's getting a release, though, because, you know, it's by the numbers, but I liked it. I mean, and that's 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 all I'll say on that. Well, Robert De Niro does nothing but shit now, so I hope you're wrong, and, and well, I'm wrong, and he, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I I liked it. It's just, but it's just by the numbers. I'm just, you know, there's nothing like spectacular about it. You know, it's just a, it's just a biopic. But yeah, it has it has a good cast. Yeah, the, it, yeah, the, the, the acting is is very good though. I gotta say, but and uh, you know what? And then nothing for Labor Day weekend. I don't. I mean, there's this movie Patient Zero, which looks like a a horror film, I guess. Yeah, for Labor Day weekend, but. You know, Stanley Tucci's in this, so that, that kind of busts it up like a couple points. But, but other than that, I mean, we're, we're pretty much done. So I think, you know, we kind of hit the nail on the head that, uh, you know, other than after Civil War and Suicide Squad, like, what else really is there? And Independence Day for me, personally. Very, very blase some of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's because, remember last year we even played games with all these movies? We had so much to work with last year. You know, we we're talking about which one was going to flop, which one was going to win the week and this year i'm i'm looking at all these movies and it's like who gives a shit <laughs> yeah this year and the ones that we know are going to be hits like they're isolated there's like nothing surrounding them you know so there's you no should, like question that, that, that's a very good point you bring mark because this is more like 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 the the, the skills are tipped over each way better like we know which movies are going to be the big hits and we know which movies are going to just kind of come and go so there's really nothing to kind of analyze if you exactly. want to get yeah, the way this is structured, the way I'm seeing it, like the we already know what the big hit's gonna be because they're isolated around like other crap or potentially crap. So uh, you know, it, it's no really need for any guessing or analysis here. But 
Um, so what do you, so final thoughts on the on this year's slate? There ain't no Mad Max this year, which saddens me. No, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah, I, Civil War, Suicide Squad. Oh, I those are the two I'm most excited about. I'll see Independence Day. You'll see X Men. You know. I'll see X Men. Yeah, that's everything it. Everything Adolfo said, and then just throw in the turtles for me. Everything the he turtles. said. Does, does. <laughs> I'm so undecided, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm. If they do a good job with the marketing, I'm, I might get sold on it. I mean, with Judith Haug already in it as a cameo, like that's kind of already interesting enough. And then yeah. with the Seamus O'Shaughnessy in it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll see, I'll, I'll see, I'll, I'll, I'll go and see Star Trek as well. I, but I'm just not, I'm not feeling the heat for it though. Yeah, that's going in with absolutely no heat. I, I agree. Um, and well, there's one I forgot to mention. It's coming out the same week as uh, as Suicide Squad, so you know it's gonna bomb. But uh, um, there's a movie called Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey, and the director oh, is Barry Sonnenfeld, who did Men in Black, the first one. And uh, it's just I the think cat movie, the cat movie, where he gets turned into oh, a cat. Jesus Christ! What the <laughs> hell, Kevin Spacey? <laughs> I know, I know you're not. I know your career's not hurting. You got a House of Cards. You're 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 still very relevant. So why are you doing this? So, today's the big day. Have you thought about what you want? I want a cat. Oh, I don't think our building takes pets. You own the building. Okay, first piece for the birthday girl. And save some for daddy. Just put it in the freezer next to last year's slice. <laughs> what? Tom Brand excelled at business. The Firebrand Tower will be the tallest building in North America. But failed at what mattered most. Hi, Tom. Yes, I know. I'm late. You've got to be here, and you have to bring an exceptional gift. Hello? Now, a mysterious man. You're familiar. I'm Tom Brand. I own Firebrand. Yes, I use newspaper in the poopy boxes, and I see a face all the time. He's about to change everything. Can I just pick out a cat, and then I'll be on my way? He likes you. Yeah, keep the change. Okay, cats. I'm sorry? Let's do this. So... What are you doing in there? Wait a minute. I'm a cat! How do I get out of this? You haven't been there for your family. When is Daddy gonna come home? As soon as he finishes work. You have one week to reconnect with them, or you're gonna be stuck inside that cat for the rest of your life. But I hate cats! That's what makes this so perfect. Don't bring that back! Mr. Fuzzy Pants? Seriously? Who needs a litter box? Oh. Hey! It's not enough to say you love someone. You have to show it. You're the best gift I ever got. Just drown me. Sometimes I feel like my dad's looking out for me through the cat. I should have been a better dad. Do they make MRIs for cats? You mean cat scans? Nailed it. That cat is so weird. Gotta show them I'm human. (laughs) And and that same weekend, actually, now that I'm reading, the founder comes out that weekend too, but it's probably going to be a limited release for like the art houses, you know? 
Oh, the founders. Yeah. You're, you're not going to see that in, in like uh, a wide release till like Christmas. Yeah. Thanksgiving or Christmas, so they get so they get the Oscar buzz going. Exactly. Uh, I'm excited to see that one actually, because it's because uh, it's my boy Michael Keaton, and uh, I think the story could be interesting. So we'll see. So he's the guy responsible for for that, you know. Well, like, we, we might we might see him as Beetlejuice again, so hopefully. Oh, I hope so. I hope so, man. He was supposed to be in, I think, in the Spider-Man movie, right? But that fell through. Did it fall through? I think I heard that it did the the Spider-Man Homecoming because what happened was this: is what I heard, I just read this last night. When they uh, when Robert Downey Jr. came on, they couldn't afford Michael Keaton anymore, so he uh, oh. he dropped out. <laughs> really? That that's the story going around. That's the scuttlebutt, as they say. Right. You, you know, you know, it, it got me thinking right now about like how much balls Tim Burton used to have because people don't understand now what kind of a risk it was to have Michael Keaton as the as the first Batman when they brought him back to the big screen because that like Michael Keaton was a comedian before that yeah, and he's like and, Mr. And he's like he's like five foot four inches tall I think so uh, <laughs> I I mean who would be who would be the equivalent of like Zack Snyder casting a, a, as as uh, Batman today like it would it be um like Will Ferrell or something like that like, like it, it's, it's, I don't it's know that of, if we go that far like with I don't know if I'd go with Will Ferrell I would maybe let me think that's a good point I, that's a good question I think so I think Mark Mark uh, Mark uh, Michael Keaton was like a, a just a comedic actor at before Batman and what happened is that after Beetlejuice, like it was like I want this guy to be my Batman, and and Tim Burton was like I won't do it without him, and they went with it, and they, you know they got I over. I remember it. all the like I, I didn't I didn't remember because I was only like two at the time, but I remember reading like all the fanboys were pissed off about that casting too. Fanboy, so it just goes to show fanboys have been pissed off about things regarding Batman casting forever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not now, not Adam West. They probably liked Adam West. And it's, it's funny because this is not too far removed from, like, the, you know, the Adam West Batman, you know? So I kind of, and but at, remember, it's like, you know, the 80s was when Frank Miller was started, you know, he did Dark Knight Returns. Then you had Killing Joke, I think, in the 80s as well. So that's when, uh you know, that's when, like, the more serious Batman started coming, you know, coming to the surface and soon more into pop culture. And then I guess that's what the whole, like, you know, I guess complaining was about. Yeah. Well, it's funny because then Joe Schumacher tried to turn it more poppy, and then he got a lot of heat for his his yeah. shit. You know? Because now you, but now after Batman and Batman Returns, he's already established now, in you know, in pop culture as like a serious like character. So when they tried to do that to him, I you know that that was that was gonna that was gonna bomb. That was gonna get over like crotch rot, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's interesting. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Michael Keaton, uh, the founder. Of, that's about the founder of McDonald's, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, basically, it seems from from what I got from the trailer, and I, I I'm gonna plead ignorance here. I don't actually know the story of McDonald's, but it, it, the 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 story of the trailer tells is basically how the guy who is credited with finding McDonald's basically screwed over the guys who were actually named McDonald's. <laughs> That's right, because the Ray Kroc, that's the name most synonymous with like the brand McDonald's, I mean, and starting it. But then you have other characters who like you know. Rick Richard McDonald and Maurice McDonald, who I guess are like the real founders that he screwed over. So uh, that's that, that's what's always funny. I I remember um, doing research on McDonald's like when I was in high school. I did like a report on something about like fast food or whatever for health class or whatever. And I remember seeing the name Ray Kroc. So I was always I always wondered like where the name McDonald's came from. You know if that wasn't his name. But I you know I kind of didn't care enough to do additional research. And I guess well here it is. This is the this is the answer. You know the very first McDonald's is like five miles from my house. 
Really? Like is that right. is, is that like is it like designed like in a special way or is it just like a regular McDonald's? No. no, it's it's more of a smaller like shack. Like it's not as big, and and I think it's protected under a historical thing. Like I don't think you could mess with it. Oh, okay. And it's still there. McDonald's is still there, but that's oh. supposed to be the the very first one. But do you have a McDowell's anywhere? No. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I want. That's I want a McDowell's or or a Wack Arnold's from Wack Arnold's. Oh, that, that's even better. <laughs> Wack Arnold. Oh, Wack Arnold. <laughs> Wack. <laughs> well, that's a classic yeah. skip, by the way. But anyway, that's a classic show. If that's a classic show. Too. Yeah, it, it, it ended too soon, man. But and you know that's probably a good thing because I'm, he would have burned out sooner or later. So he went out either, on a high note. Either he would have done something ridiculously stupid to get him a lot of heat, especially with our overly politically correct crowd we have today, or he would have just burned out by just getting re- re- repetitive. So yeah, I'm glad he he went out on a high note. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, it was sad to see see it end, but you know, on, he went out on a high note. I'm very happy about that. I own both those seasons. You know? Yeah, the oh. the the Prince one still rest in peace, Prince. Oh, you know, rest in peace, <laughs> Prince. Yep, absolutely, rest in yeah. peace. And the thing about the the people, what a lot of people don't understand is that the Charlie Murphy stories, there were actual stories that they were true. They were, were true stories. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, he, he would just sit there. What happened is that he would just sit in front of the camera or stand in front of the camera and he would just tell the stories and they went back and they did a whole skit around him. Fuck your camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, those are classics. Classics. And then uh, the freak, what's my other favorite one? The freaking, uh, the racial draft was another classic. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 black the black who the black blind cookers classic. Yes, that, that's like one of his first ones, I think, from season one, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. classic show, man. Chappelle show. Everybody check that out if you haven't, because the real the real world. That one was also good. Oh though, God, get on the real world. Yeah. But but um yeah, man. I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but uh, this summer is gonna suck. So just deal with it, folks. And that's pretty yeah. much. Look forward to next summer. It's gonna be Look, sad. It's gonna be sad that if Captain America is the highlight of the whole summer, that's gonna be like very depressing. You you know I'm I'm gonna talk to you guys about something real fast. You know what's funny about the summer season, and this goes to how much of how much I love movies, right? And I know and I know you guys you two are gonna relate too. So the summer the summer season starts in May, but the su- actual summer is not for another month and a half. Half year. But yeah. ev- but ever since I was a kid and the summer season has come, like to me that's summer already. So summer's like a week away. Which is pretty fucked up because it, it's still kind of early in the year, and then the summer season goes by so fast that by the time you're out, the, like the year is almost gonna end. So it only makes the time go by faster, you know. And I'm like, man. But really, what, what it is is that we, we've trained our brain to think that May is the actual summer, but actually the summer is like June 26 or something, the actual summer. And so um, that that's that's always been very weird. Like to me, like next week I'm already I'm already gonna be in summer mode, even though we're like almost two months away from the actual summer. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just like it's just a cultural thing, you know. I've always thought that. Uh, I mean, like May would always be the first blockbuster. So for me, that was the beginning of summer. So and that's, yeah. all, that's it's just that's always how it's been for me. So like, and you're right. You, your brain is kind of trained on that, you know. And you know, you grow up with that every single year. And the thing is also amazing too for me is that I, I can't believe it's been a whole year since we did our last uh, preview show, you know. It's been a year. Oh, yeah, over, yeah. Like it went so I, fast, I a, man. That was a fun show. Yeah, that was we had a lot. Of, yeah, that was a fun show. Yeah. And we, we, we correctly predicted the financial failures of Terminator Genesis and Fantastic Four. <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah. So for those interested, just to, just to you know, as a, as a fun thing to listen to, go back to the last year's preview show if you haven't heard it and watch us be Nostradamus here and predict 
how bad Genesis and Fantastic Four would be. Although we didn't, I will say, even we didn't get how badly Fantastic Four was going to bomb. Like, no. we knew it was going to bomb, but we didn't realize it was going to be that bad. Yeah, yeah, no one could have predicted that, I think. But then as you got closer, you could see it, like, with the uh, like the behind-the-scenes stuff. But at the time when we recorded it, we just thought it's not going to do well. Like, that's that was it. It's not going to do well. That's what we said, but it did more than that. Oh, um, yeah. All right. I still hate that movie. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, st- I still want my two hours back. Oh. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and I-, I echo those sentiments for Batman versus Superman personally. But I'd rather watch Batman and Superman. No, that wasn't as bad as Fantastic Four. Fantastic I'd rather watch the- Batman and Superman. I came out just as angry, though. That's the thing. <laughs> so... But uh, yeah, Batman vs Superman is just bad ideas on screen. It wasn't. It was it's not like the movie. It's like oh, I don't want to get started with Fantastic uh, Four. At least Batman and Superman wasn't like obvious. Like okay, here's where they reshot the movie because there's a person wearing a wig that they weren't wearing for the other part of the movie. Well, that's true. You didn't have like guess the wig in this movie. That's true. <laughs> so you, you know, you know, there's an old saying in the industry. It says nobody ever goes out to make a bad movie, right? That, so if you ever see a bad movie, it's because you. There were just bad ideas that, that, that got translated onto the screen. Or man, incompetence. Or, yeah, but I'll tell you what, man, I mean, when I, you see Fantastic Four, you start questioning that old saying, you know, it's like, I think somebody <laughs> did make, went out to make a bad movie on purpose, because uh, that was it right there. That, that, that was it. A whole hour on that movie, bro. We did our a whole boy, hour on that movie. <laughs> our boy Reggie Cathy switched sides, you know, more than, more than the big show did in his <laughs> You know, first he's for them, then he fucking he's against them, then he throws them out. You know, it's stupid. And then he dies, and nobody cares. Not even his kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not even his kids cared. <laughs> anyway, bro, on on that hilarious note, we're gonna wrap up our perspective episode seven seven. Any questions, comments, you'd like to send an email to fpmpodcast at gmail dot com or send us a tweet at fpmoviepodcast on Twitter. Adolfo plugs. Uh, yeah, the uh, Essential Films Podcast. Uh, visit us at EssentialFilmsPodcast.com. Twitter is at Essential Films. Uh, my Twitter is at Adolfo underscore Acosta. And uh, the Essential Films Podcast starring yourself and uh, and me. Uh, we just did um, Vertigo. Vertigo. Listen to go Vertigo. Yeah. We've done Citizen Kane. We've done The Godfather. Our next episode is going to be uh, On the Waterfront. So tune in oh, for that one. I love that movie. I'm, I was so happy he picked that because it gives me an excuse to go back and watch all the different versions of that film on the Criterion Collection uh, copy because <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about that set for like years now and I finally get to do it so I'm very excited. Uh, Draven, you have any plugs? Uh, yeah, the K Family's Lucha Brothers show. I think this Monday, by the time this show comes out, we're going to be doing part two of our SummerSlam 92 episode. Uh, so that's what's gonna come out. There's uh, part one got a lot of great reviews. Yeah, I, I, that that was a that was a good show. I I, I enjoyed. And it. you know when I when we did that show, I was kind of like I wasn't really feeling it. But after we finished it, I was like, you know, I still wasn't feeling it to be honest with you. Then we started getting some good feedback, and I was like, okay, well I guess people dug it because you know with us with the kind of humor we have, and sometimes we get too wacky, and it's like it's hit or miss, you know. So I, I'm very happy when uh, when people enjoy our stuff. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's over at superfriendsuniverse.com, and it's on iTunes. And um, if you want to, if you want a wrestling podcast, it's just two dudes having a good time, just talking shit and, and enjoying wrestling for what it should be. Then that's 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 the podcast you guys should listen to. 
well, kind of on that wave, like before we get out of here, I just want to ask you one question. Like out of all these movies that we just talked about, which is the one that you're gonna see whether you we want to or not? <laughs> <laughs> that might be. Actually, I do have an answer for you. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Mother's Day, but no, no, I nah, will not. Bro. Say that. Um, probably one of one of the animated movies that my nieces want to go check it out. Okay. Okay. Maybe yeah, maybe if, we... if, if they want to see the BFG, that's probably the one I'll go see whether I want to or not. Well, unfortunately, I didn't have, like, a little British kid to ask you that question, which would have been better. <laughs> that would have uh, been so annoying. <laughs> but anyway. No, but I went back and watched the uh, watched the show, and then you talked about, like, the, the twins, like, the, the two girls. They right? creeped the shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> the, 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 the Shining Sisters, as I call the them. The Shining Sisters, right. That's so creepy, bro. Like, I didn't think about that. You know, I, I've watched that show before. I never thought about that until you guys brought it up. Like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> and, and doesn't one of them go for the warrior and the other one for the bulldog? The bulldog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. And, but, I, but like I said, I, I was thought that it cut the intermission of that other little nerd kid saying that, that the British Bulldog's going to win. No, the Macho Man's going to win while he's wearing Ultimate Warrior face paint. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. They, they cut that out of the show, man. <laughs> Well, All right, guys. Any any parting words before we get out of here? Nope. No, that's All done. It. All right. So next week we'll have our Captain America Civil War show. I'm very excited about that. Draven, you're welcome to come back if you want. And uh, that's gonna do it for uh, for our show. So on behalf of myself, Adolfo, and Draven on Sports Guy Five One Five, thank you for joining us. And uh, until next time, we are out of here. Take it easy, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.